Well, good evening, guys. <laughs> this is a post-game show, episode 65, right after the Rangers' comeback win, their first comeback win of the season against St. Louis. Um, yeah, we got a bunch of shit to fucking talk about because, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you, Rock. I'm, I'm more of the optimist. You're more of the pessimist. So mm-hmm. in that second period of this game tonight, I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm almost going to the Rock dark side. <laughs> here, I'm just like until the coach is fired until you know they make some sort of a move which there isn't many to make and we're going to get into that during the episode uh, how much am i supposed to emotionally invest in this team and then you know they make the uh they make the line changes to start the third period they put the kids <coughs> out with zibanejad whoopty fucking do they tie it up me and rock both text each other how long till they give up the fucking, you know, how, how long until St. Louis comes back and takes the lead again? I said 48 seconds. He said a minute 19. So Minute 12, but it's <laughs> around 12. that time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's like even even though they tied it, I, did, I didn't feel anything about it. Right? Did you? Uh, well, first off, I missed you on the recap the other night because that would have been yes. freaking, that would have went on, that would have went on for hours, I'm sure. Um, yes. so yes, it's good it having you here tonight. Uh, you beat a team you should have beat. If you're gonna, if you want me to sit here and wave my pom poms in the air oh, and no, clap my hands and you know, thank them for winning, beating a team that shouldn't have even been close. Well, I'm not. Go out and beat. Go out and beat. You want a turning point? Go out and be. Go out and beat the Golden Knights Wednesday night, and then I'll say, "All right, you know what? Maybe this team has something. Maybe they're moving in the right direction." Sean, I can't. I can't get excited over a game where you beat a horrible team, a horrible team at the end of a road trip. Not a good team. Some good players. I mean, I'm shocked that they're as bad as they are, because I look at that team. They are so much better. Than right. Chicago, so much better than Anaheim, so much better than a lot of the teams that we've like Ottawa that we've lost to. So maybe that's the recipe. You got to be maybe only going to beat teams that they're not supposed to beat this year. So now we're going to do the reverse. So now we're going to beat everybody. Right. We're going to be we're going to beat the Golden Knights. We're going to beat you know at the Avalanche after we play them, and they're going to go on a roll and they're going to beat all these good teams. And it's going to be the reverse from last year. But for me to sit here and honestly tell you. That I'm impressed with that victory, this victory tonight. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, sometimes they were sometimes fortunate just, to win that game, Sean. Fortunate. Well, they've been they've been unfortunate to lose a lot of games too. So fortune, you know, fortune. Sometimes you create your own fortune, right? I guess. I don't Listen, think they, they were good tonight. Needed, I think they got lucky. But sometimes you need luck in this game. So it is <laughs> sure what it is. Yeah, Bennington yeah. was awful, and you know the Keandre Miller goal. Listen. We've had those scored on us how many times were weak wrist shots from the fucking point. We've right. gone in on on Igor. Right. So right. we got one. And that, and it tied it. Lafreniere you know, had a they're, nice they're having deflection bi- for the for the go ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then Kreider on this on the shorty. You know, it was nice mm-hmm. to see. And he actually showed some fucking emotion after scoring a goal for once. Right. Surprised he didn't well, try to pass it off to somebody to let somebody else. I'm score sure I've got, yeah. I well, it, only only other person could have passed it to was Bennington or the guy sitting in the front row. I mean, that's really about it. But, uh, but sometimes listen, you just sometimes I hope you're you right. Just need, you just need to to get that feeling back, to get that that mojo, if you will, whatever it is. Listen, they've obviously, you know, been gripping the stick way too tight for about a month, 
All mm-hmm. of, I mean, Kako still can't fucking score, even though he gets you know twenty opportunities a game. Lafreniere's going to put it together, Schneid. right? I think he will too. But bottom line is, sometimes you just need to, like I said, that balloon has been filling up. Yeah, that balloon of pressure has been filling up, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, it's either going to pop, or they need to somehow release that pressure. And and I, it was headed toward Gallant being fired, being whatever that could be. But I don't think this victory like this, changes anything. It doesn't anything, even matter Sean. who the opponent was. No, no, but mm-hmm. listen, I, you could disagree with me all you want on this. I still think the team, talent wise, this this team is talented enough to be a Stanley Cup contender. I will, I will. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. Okay. I, you're not gonna. There's nothing you can say that's gonna convince me otherwise. They have. The I love your optimism. Okay. The bottom line is they had not one player in this team has played to their potential this year. Not one. Not Fox. Fox. Not Igor. No, Fox, Fox has been good this year. Terrible. I completely terrible disagree. He was not good tonight, but he is not. He has been their one he's been bright spot. The whole team's been defensive. Been defensive, defensively though. Yeah, but he's team. a defenseman. Three. But he's Sean. a defenseman. Ryan O'Reilly could have could have taken his about, club. I had out to his... hear about Tony D'Angelo being a sieve defensively for, for not from the me. Whole time he was here. Not from me. Not from me. This team defensively as a as a complete unit has been horrendous. Horrendous. They were, and they were in the. You can't first pin, you can't pin this just on Fox. Well, I'm not pinning it again, just on him. I, I'm saying that he's part, that he's part of it. That he's been bad. Well, the whole team is bad. All right, but, but so, you but can't knock you can't knock him offensively. He's in the top three in points amongst I'm defensemen. Not, I, I didn't knock him offensively. I said he's been terrible. But, but you can't say he you. But, all right, he's been terrible defensively, but he's been their best yeah. player, their most consistent player. He doesn't. I, I still say he doesn't dominate games for nine and a half million dollars. We have twenty million dollars wrapped wow, up. You are really do you see. Games. It's so funny. It's so funny. You and I are, are so much alike. It's not even funny when we have guys that we don't like. We just zero in on them. Like the way I zero in on Strom's replacement, you do it with yep. Igor, you do it with with Panarin, and you do it with Fox. I, I, I'm with you. I feel you because I know exactly how you feel. So I can't sit here and start and criticize you for it because I do the same thing. But we, that's what we do. A nice goal. Scored it or had a, a great pass for an assist, you know, a primary assist for a goal. What month was it okay. the last time Panarin did that? He's been bad. Eleven and a half million. He's been bad. Six but sure, the whole team's been bad. Okay, again, you said it. You opened the show the with this. He's the one making eleven and a half million dollars. I uh, I am a hundred percent with you. He's the first one. He's the focal point. I, I'm with you. Right. I am a hundred percent with you. I but Fox is putting up points. You can't you can't crawl all over him if he's putting up points. Fox is putting up points. Right. I mean, if you want to sit here and play semantics and say, all right, he's he's putting up a rod points. I, I don't. I don't. I think Panarin's put up A Rod points. He's had two assists tonight. Yeah, uh, did you even notice him on the ice? Assist? No. They gave two him assists he had tonight, Panarin. Time. Panarin had two assists tonight. Trust me, he's in my fantasy league. I want to strangle him. So, Terrible. listen, Terrible. I'm with you. Panarin's been awful. Panarin's been awful. Zabinajad. Can, can someone please give Mika Zabinajad some stick wax for his stick? That guy loses control of the puck more than I've seen anyone do in, the, in my entire career, my entire life of watching hockey. He can't control the puck. I think Johnny Brzezinski's better, better handling the puck than him, than him right now. And, and, you know, he has the Joey Bananas hands. You know, everything bounces off his stick. So, I mean, listen, I, nobody's been good. 
Nobody's been, no, I shouldn't say that. Nobody's been extraordinary. Fox has been better than good. Everyone else has been below average. Am I wrong? I still, I still say Jabenajad's been good for the most part. Uh, he's been he's been average. For the most he part. hasn't been great. He hasn't been good. He hasn't I think Fox has been better than Jabenajad this year. So since now we're we're basing this as a season as a whole, complete. There was a stretch right. where Mika was on fire. But nobody's he's taking it over. I think he scored goals in three straight games. He didn't score tonight. tonight. No, I said right. coming into tonight. Well, I mean, listen, we're 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 nitpicking a lot of stuff that we probably wouldn't even be wouldn't be bothered with right now. But the problem is the team hasn't been good. They're finding ways to lose games. Now, what I will give you, and what I do agree with you with, is that they didn't find a way to lose this game. They found a way to come now. Back was it more? That, but I want to. They actually played a goalie that couldn't stop a puck. Because you know if Connor Ingram's in goal tonight, or UC Saros, or <laughs> let's see who else. Who else this year that stood on his head? Uh, Marazic before he got hurt, uh, and then they couldn't right. score on the. They couldn't get a goal on the on the on the freaking backup. We did the Islanders a favor by hurting Marazic, so they got to play the backup the next night. And that's the other thing. I want. I, we'll go into this later. But why is it we always play these teams before the Islanders? We always seem to play these teams. On a road trip before, the, before they, we play the before they play the Islanders or the Devils. Well, they play the Devils, but before we play these teams, we always play these teams first. But anyway, it's uh, yeah, I guess I, I just I can't get excited yet, Sean. They're not reeling me in. I gave no, you I, and I and sat I, at this. You and I sat I in these it. very chairs after the after the, uh, the Anaheim game. To start the season, and we were waxing poetic, and and we were excited, and we were giving everyone credit and kissing everyone's ass, and they felt they fell apart ever since. So until we move on, and they get on a, a little bit of roll, and they're putting up a full sixty minute game, and they're not they're not leaving Igor hanging out to dry. I'm not getting excited over a team they should have fucking beat tonight. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm happy they won, but I also feel like this was this could also be a full sense of security. And all this That's did is, pro- is prolong the inevitable. That's it's definitely fair. I'm I'm just looking at the fact of just knowing how much how much pressure that they put themselves under by the performances that they put out there for a month, and you just saw like so so not that I've killed Glant. I haven't killed Glant, but I but I have said, listen, you, you can't fire the whole team. Everybody on this right. team has no move clauses. <coughs> when I say everybody, I mean the core of the team, the veteran. You know, the veteran core of this team. No one's going anywhere mm-hmm. for five years, four years. Like, just if if you if you think that one of them's getting traded, I've seen people go, "Oh, no, no move clauses can be gone around." If you tell a player that, um, you know, my buddy Jeff, who's had Ranger season tickets going back to the seventies, and still does, and I'm texting with him you know, a few days ago about this, and him saying, you know. Mm-hmm. He, you could freeze Truba out and he'll eventually want to leave. I'm like, that's not the the Rangers are never gonna do that to a player. It's just not their way. No. And that's why no. that's why they attract every single free agent, because we never do that to guys. Everyone who comes here, even if they don't get treated, we bought out Shadow. They out. But that's right. that's within the rules. They didn't bench him. They didn't send him. Oh no. No, 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 no. Well they did wait they did it to Wade Redden. <laughs> they did it to Wade Redden. But Wade Redden yeah, was they awful. Did it to you know, he was awful. Um, they tried doing it to Casparitis, but I think he just winded up. I don't know what he. I think he. I think he did go to Hartford for a little while, Casparitis. So they have done it. Um, 
when it was within the rules to I, do. I think Trouba played well tonight. Sean, I'll tell you something. I thought Trouba played right. better tonight. I thought he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't noticeable. I shouldn't say that. He wasn't. Well, St. Louis isn't a no, fast bad, noticeable defensively, meaning I making bonehead plays. St. Louis. But isn't I thought a he was good tonight. Team. What's that? Yeah, it's it's. He struggles against teams with speed, and St. Louis is not a fast team. So I think that you know they're they're a bigger, heavier team that moves the puck, you know, with in the zone. But they're not, you know, they're not flying mm-hmm. up and down the ice. This wasn't right. an up and down game. So right. that's, that's well, it was back and forth games. Right, back and forth, but not, but not to where we couldn't catch up physically. No, you know, it wasn't no. this wasn't the Devils, no. you know, flying all over the place. No, um, but again, just back to my point before when I was saying, you know, like the firing of Gallant is something I've discussed because I just I don't know what other move there was to make. There's so no whether it's move. his fault or not, and part of it's his fault because if the team is talented. And you're not getting the most out of your players. That does fall on coaching. Mm-hmm. He made a lot I of changes mean, in the third, going into the third period tonight. That worked. He put the two kids, you know, Lafreniere and Kako with Zibanejad. He finally broke up Zibanejad and Kreider for a prolonged period of time, not just a shift here and there. Mm-hmm. And when you saw how these, how, first of all, the fourth line from start to finish was great tonight. They were great once yes. again. Yes. Um, so that line, you know, with Gauthier, Blay, and whoever, you know, insert name in the middle, whether it's Goudreau falling back down for it, Carpenter, Brzezinski tonight, whatever. Mm-hmm. The two wings on that line, they're in, they get the puck in and they forecheck and they wind up trading offense every night. So the fourth line you leave alone. I liked the third line of Kreider, VC, and Goudreau. Those are three big I don't guys like that, that long term. I don't like that long term. Why? I don't like Goudreau. I don't like Goudreau in the top six, top nine. I don't. I think he's a fourth okay. line player at this point. All right, so when this when team is completely healthy, right, when Hedl comes, comes back, back yes, okay. yes, then I'm fine with that. And I think Hedl and Kreider okay. actually have played well together when they played together. So there you go. And then VC's no longer in your top six, but Kreider in that role. I thought VC's. Might... I think VC's played well. He gets shots on goal. He cuts across the middle. He's just not good enough. To you know, he's just player. not a top. He's not as exactly. He's not a first right. line player. Right. He's he's playing as as well as he can for within his within his limits. Limitations exactly. Right. Exactly. So, I 100 percent agree with you. So let's see if this if this revitalizes the advantage out a little bit. Let's see if this revitalizes mm-hmm. Kreider, where you're taking a little you're taking a little back from him. Maybe you get a little more out of him. You know, instead of playing him, you know, 18, 19 minutes a night, he's still going to play on the power play. You know, he's still going to play on the first power play. He's, that's right. If that's where he's going to make his bread and butter, so be it. But maybe now he mm-hmm. can play in a, in a different role and you might get a little more out of him from it. Bottom line is five on five, that first line just wasn't working. And it's, yeah, we're past the 20, my, my famous 20 game mark. We're past it. You know, we're past Thanksgiving. You know, it starts to become you are what you are. You know, he had enough time. And five on five last year was a problem for that line. You know, Kreider did score a lot of goals, but in general, that line just didn't generate a ton of five on five offense. Um, the Trocheck line tonight was okay. wasn't great. It wasn't. It wasn't. Kratzoff was, was invincible. I didn't even know he was playing tonight. I didn't think he was invisible at all. Again, Sean, what what did he do tonight, tonight that made you first, think that he did? Getting the puck in the zone. 
I know. I you're looking. You for said Panera was horrible. Looking, the whole line wasn't good. I didn't say it was horrible. I didn't say it was horrible. I said I didn't see anything. And I thought he was invisible tonight. And for eleven and a half million dollars, I expect more. For eight hundred ninety thousand dollars that Kraftsoft is making, I don't expect. All right, if you're basing, I guess if you're basing it off salary, then he was okay. I mean, <laughs> I just tonight was the first night I saw Kraftsoft actually skate with the puck pretty confidently. What about the what about the pass across the from Panarin that he fanned on the shot in the freaking prime scoring opportunity? I mean, I you got Sean. You got when you're playing with Panarin. And you're playing on the top six. You got to get that shot off. You got to. I'm sorry. I mean, I I, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and bash the guy. I, I don't. I don't think he's been given a long enough opportunity. And I'm not looking to throw him in the. You know, throw him in the in the trash. But I mean, he's getting a golden opportunity here. You know, Willie Wonka yeah. knocked on his door and handed him a golden ticket. It's up to him whether he cashes it or in, in or not. I mean, we need him. We need yeah. all these guys. We need all of them. You know, Braden Schneider has actually been the one guy that's actually been pretty good during this stretch. He's got, what, three goals in his last five games? Something like that. Six games, something like that? I mean, he's been the one guy. He's getting the puck on net. He's playing well defensively. He actually made Hayek look good tonight, where the other night, Truber Truber and Hayek should never play together, by the way. Horrible the other night. Hayek was horrible the other night. I feel like ever since Hayek's been given the job, he took a step back. Well, it's only (laughs) two games. he was competing every night. I know. But it's only, I mean, it's only a second bad. game, but he wasn't hard. I mean, he wasn't noticeably no. bad. I mean, I've no, seen well, him noticeably you, bad. I texted you during the first, during the uh, second intermission. Mm-hmm. The Criders, Abenajad, VC line, Fox, Lindgren were all minus three and minus two going into that right. third period. Right. So they were they were the culprits tonight, and that's why the mm-hmm. line got broken up. And you saw what happened. And then you saw what happened on O'Reilly's goal where, you know, Kreider, I was a Kreider, it was a Kreider. Mm-hmm. Just all looked at him. It was Goodrow and VC were all staring. Was VC on the ice at that point? I could have sworn it was either Lafreniere or Gauthier was on the ice. But three guys were staring at Ryan O'Reilly. Like, Sean, these are mistakes that bad teams make. Yeah. I'm sorry. Was Zabinijad trying to clear the puck up the middle in the first period? You know, that is a bad team play. Why are you, you rushing in- to get the puck out of the zone? There was nobody on you. Pick up your freaking you head for a second. Bantams. You learn that in Bantams. It's just, it's up, just, up the a, it's, up the they were very Never fortunate the enough. They were very fortunate they faced a goaltender tonight that the ghost of Jacques Plante wasn't. You know, didn't pull a, you know, a scene from Ghost where he jumped in one of these goalies' bodies, you know, and uh, and and took over the game, <laughs> you know? You know? Uh, it's, it was just, he, Bennington was awful. I mean, let's be honest, Sean. Bennington was, was awful. He was terrible. I mean, the Keandre Miller goal, that's deflating. That's deflating <laughs> to a team. And we've been in that it position, is. so I'm it's fully sure aware of it. Have. When Halak gave up that goal... In, against Anaheim in the corner to who was it, Derek Grant or whatever scrub bum was on that team at the, at the time, you know, um, that's deflating to a hockey club. So I, I completely understand it. It happens, but it was nice for once to be in, on the other end of that because he doesn't let that goal in. They probably don't win that game, and that's fine because we're listen. We're owed this type of shit. You talk about luck. I mean, we how unlucky right. have we been? And still, go out and be the Golden Knights. Go out and be the Golden Knights. 
Literally, Kako could have four goals tonight. I Kako, listen, I understand. I know you and I go back and forth because I'm in Team Kako, your Team Lafreniere. He's noticeable on the ice. He doesn't always put the what puck is this, in the net. Twilight, but he's noticeable. <laughs> is this Twilight Rock? When you're not dying, when you're not dying, answer the question, dude. I cannot get rid of this cough. It is incredible. <laughs> it is incredible. My, I, if anyone doesn't know, I, I told I told you originally I was supposed to go to like plastic, so I'm home still. So my trips got my trip got canceled because my daughter spiked the fever last night, so we didn't go. So I've been. Dealing with illness in my home. I mean, I mean, it's like a mesh unit here. Uh, so, um, can't get rid of this cough. But, like I said, I mean, I just see Cockles in the corner. He's digging for the puck. He's doing wall battles. He's getting opportunities. Lafreniere's not getting really getting opportunities. He's not creating his own opportunities. He needs somebody to set him up. So, right. he either needs to find chemistry with one of these three centers that are on this team. Or he ain't going to play here because, I mean, he is not a guy that dr- knows how to drive a play himself. And the, he, he's overpassing. He needs to start shooting more. It's a big freaking problem. That comes with confidence or lack thereof. Okay. Kako's just pushing for. He's pushing through. I give him a lot of credit for you know having some mental fortitude that despite all the posts – all the missed open nets. All I mean, oh, it's been, no one but it's been, been the team. Than Kaka. Sean, yeah, Kaka I mean, it's been it's been this team between Kaka you know, and this Trocek, whole season hitting posts. It's twenty goals between the two of them that they should have that they don't. Well, let's let's just look at it from this perspective. They've hit four more posts tonight. Yeah, I mean, at what point they lead the league? You know, it's like they, you start shaking your head. At, it's got to get frustrating after a while, where you know been you're hitting posts and hitting month. posts and hitting posts. I mean, they did it against Anaheim. And you know what? You can sit there and, and you can be like, all right, well, they lost to Anaheim. It was a shitty game. The Anaheim's bound to lose. I get it. They hit a lot of posts. They dominated. Gibson stood on his head. And you sit there and applaud, and I understand. But then you follow that game up with the Edmonton game. And then you follow that game up with another bad game. And then another bad game. And another bad game against teams that you should be steamrolling. Steamrolling. If Jordan Bennington is... Half of a decent goalie, or what you said, circa 2019, they lose this game in a laugher. It's 4-1. 100%. They only won this game tonight because Bennington was awful. But that's fine. This is Not because needed. of the way the team played. But this is what they needed. In the third period, they played great. They needed the, bu- they needed the, the balloon to lose some fucking air, dude. Okay. okay. And that's what they got tonight. And it took an it took awful goaltending performance to get there. Okay. But sometimes it's Listen, Sean, I want nothing more for them to turn this season around. Dude, but they've got to do you've it. You've seen it in baseball. You've seen it in baseball. Mm-hmm. A guy could mm-hmm. be fucking roping the ball all over the place. Next thing he knows, he turns he looks up and he's 0 for his last 21. Right. And then what happens? You hit a 36 hopper that finds its way up the middle. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that just triggers you onto going on a run again. Yeah. So sometimes it takes just a little just a little bit of luck. <laughs> Or you know, or your opponent to just open the door for you just a little bit before you kick it in. This is what they needed. It, it's what they needed, and we'll see. Like you said, we will see on Wednesday <coughs> if it carries over or if it's more of the same. They pull this shit that they pulled tonight, where they're leaving guys open in the slot, not back checking, not picking up guys' sticks. I mean, like I said the other night, I, I don't, I'm sure I don't know if you heard my my post game. 
But, I mean, Patrick Kane is flicking wrist shots from the point. Nobody's blocking shots. Nobody's picking up sticks in the slot. I mean, you you do this against the Golden Knights, it's going to be very early, very quickly. And well, then you got to do it again. Then, and then you got to do it against the Avalanche. Now, the Avalanche, I think, t- did they lose to Philly tonight? 5-3. They lost to Philly tonight? Wow, 5-3? Five, five, three? Yep. Wow. And they have it, well, which goes to show you that, you know, I mean, I'm always criticizing the Rangers for, for losing against bad teams. They've only, I think uh, the Flyers have only won one game in their last, like, 13. Is that correct? Something, Something like, that. like that. So. Um, the Avalanche have struggled this year, too. Yeah. They're not running away. But the them. Avalanche have an excuse to struggle. Stanley Cup hangover. They lost a lot of key players. Landeskog's hurt. They have a lot of stuff going on over there. I, I you can't you can't I can't sit here and, and like compare myself to the Avalanche when we didn't go as far as the Avalanche did. So to me that's not a that's not a legitimate excuse. What I will say is that, that just this just might be one of those seasons where they scratch and claw to the to the bitter end and they either barely make it or they barely miss it. Because they're not the Ottawa's, and the, despite the fact that they lost to Ottawa and they've <laughs> lost to the Anaheim Ducks, they're not as bad as those teams. But they're they're gonna. It's gonna get close. It's gonna they're be close too. We anticipated that they were gonna be a runaway, and it's all right. Just that the regular season was gonna be a dress rehearsal for seeding mm-hmm. and everything for the playoffs. Right. The problem is that we've put ourselves back just in the mix with half the league. To try and make the playoffs, right? And and the, the biggest problem is is they they can't score. I mean, tonight they were fortunate. Like I said, I mean, for them to play, they've had these games where they put up six goals, and it's usually because it's a shitty goaltending performance. Rock, rock. We it, have, I mean, that's we usually what it news. is. Rock, we have we have breaking news from our correspondent. What do we got? Danny McGillicuddy. Uh, mm-hmm. Tony D'Angelo scored on Georgiev tonight. I know. I saw that in the uh, in Bill <laughs> Pito's, uh, you know, whatever the hell thing he does in between periods. I saw that. You think Bill um, Pito's taller than five five? I, I, he's Is not. He I don't think he's that status? big. He might be. Is he in Munchkin status? He might be. He might be. I like Bill. He's quirky. <laughs> I liked him when he was with ESPN. I do. I mean, he he's nothing. He doesn't take himself seriously. It's fun. I hate that. He does. He definitely doesn't take himself seriously. So I do give him. No, which is that. fine. I mean, that's fine. I mean, he doesn't take himself too seriously. He wants to have fun. And listen, I'm. That's okay. That's okay. We're, Worst commercial, the Bill Pito commercial where he's sitting in the stands rooting for a team where there's nobody in the building, or the new Car Shield commercial with Ric Flair. Oh, that Car Shield commercial is pretty bad. How bad? Um, is that? It's awful. Shit. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it's very yeah. It's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> um, isn't Ryan Reeves in a Car Shield commercial too? So they did regionally. They did a whole bunch of them regionally. So they have the oh, two. Okay. I guess Car Shield, Car Shield is on the St. Louis Blues helmets, so they sponsor the Blues. And the main commercial that they show nationally is Ryan mm. O'Reilly and Pat Maroon. Right. So I guess because uh, Maroon's still a hero in St. Louis, and he's from St. Louis, so I guess you know they filmed him in the off season while Maroon's home. Yeah, so that's probably yeah. why that films yeah. that way. But I'll yeah, tell they did you one with Reeves. I meant I meant to throw this at you, so we'll we'll talk about this probably later on. But I'll tell you, Ryan O'Reilly would be a nice fit, third line center for this team. Of course he would. He'd be fantastic. This I mean, I, to me, I did. said this on the other thing the other night. I go, that's the type of guy that they need on this team. If they didn't sign, I mean, they uh, need that type of they need that type of known. I mean, 
Truba the other night, and we didn't even talk about the whole Truba thing, but we'll, sure. we'll, we'll talk about it when we, when we finish up our game stuff. But I'll tell you, I know a lot of people don't like Truba and don't like you know his anti, you know don't like the fact that he doesn't put up points and he doesn't score goals and he's. But I'll tell you, you got to love what he did the other night. Hundred percent. I mean, if you don't like what he did the other night, then you know what you're not a, you're really not a hockey fan. If he like didn't Molly score Walker. some brownie points with some of the haters out there, then I don't know what I don't know what what he can possibly do. I mean, that team showed nothing against Chicago the other night. I mean, that was that was embarrassing. That was. I mean, that, that's probably as embarrassing I've been remember. as a Ranger fan since before yeah. Hank, since you know the lock, since before the lockout, since the I you agree. know the John Muckler Ron Lowe days. I mean, that game was just absolutely. I mean, to, for them to come in and be another footnote again. And I'll tell you, I was waiting for it, Sean. When they Forget went up four the three footnote. tonight, Forget the footnote. A loss is a loss. The way we were just pushed around, and just the lack of just of anything that you saw from us, mm-hmm. that's what made it embarrassing. Just losing to a bad team at home is losing to a bad right. team at home. It's not the first time. It certainly won't be the last. No. They, so before they, we they, get, because I want to talk about, I want yeah. to talk more about Truba. But anything else with this game tonight? Did anything else stick out to you that that you were surprised with or? You know, do you do you think these lines are going to stay together? I mean, what what I do you think for the, the next period, game? I thought I thought in the third period after he changed the lines after, like I said, after they tied the game, you saw some air come out of the bubble. Well, he changed the lines the, in the second period. To be fair, he did change the lines in the second period. Whatever it, it wasn't was in the it wasn't the it wasn't in the third. He changed them in the second. But I'm saying when the third period is when it changed. They whatever they said to each other during intermission, whatever it was. Bottom line is after they tied it was when you started to notice the change. And that okay. was in the third. And then okay. once they took the Listen, lead, dude. they played much better defensively. Yes. They played faster. They like, were forcing them into turnovers. I honestly think – listen. As lopsided I want to see them. I need to see this again. The, other way, mm-hmm. the, the, the second period was completely lopsided for St. Louis. Didn't they only have 12 and, shots through the first two periods? The Rangers? Rangers. First twelve shots through the first two periods. I don't know correct? what the stat was, but it, I know that they only had like two or three shots in the in the second. Second period, they were non-existent. They had six shots in the second, I think. Six. I'm gonna look it. They up. were also short-handed. But, they just kept taking bad penalties. Well, that's time. the other thing, I, and I want. Didn't that's one of the other things I want to talk about. Alexei Lafreniere, if he's not putting up points, he needs to stop taking offensive zone penalties, or he needs to change his number to to 63 and put Pouliot on the back. Because otherwise, I don't. He and then he's end. Because I know can think of two off the top of my head where he took an offensive zone penalty that wind up in the back of our net tonight and against Edmonton. He needs to stop. Right. I understand he's struggling. I understand he's trying and whatever else he's showing emotion or whatever else people want to wax poetic with him about. But he needs to stop taking stupid penalties. Hey, and he's stop. Valakat wanted a benched for it. I know. I saw that. That would have been uh, bad. That, I mean, something needed to give at some point. I, I mean, Gallant, Gallant's doing the best he can under the circumstances with this team, but you know, something had to give at some point. So I can't say I blame him for feeling that way. So shots on goal. <laughs> what happened? Wait, hold on. So you tossed a uh, an opposing player's helmet into the stands at Sayas at once? Yes. 
We got we got Brian. No, I didn't, wait, I didn't. Oh uh, yeah, I didn't toss it into the stands. So it's a funny story. I used to be really. I'm. I've calmed down a lot in my in my old age. Yeah, I've calmed down a lot. It's on the ice, on the ice when I play. So this kid is mouthing me from the bench all game, and it's like the end of the game. I think we were losing. I think we were losing. We probably were losing because that's probably why I was really mad. So he's joined me and mouthing at me at the bench. So I said, you know what? Come on. Come out here. So I grab him, and I'm starting to pull him over the boards. Now, his feet are teetering on the boards like this, you know, like across, like parallel. His teammates are holding his skates, keeping him from, from going over the boards. I rip his helmet off. It wasn't at Sayasa. It was, I think it was at Long Beach. I rip his helmet off, and I heave it across the rink, it smashes it to pieces at, uh, against the glass. Smashes everywhere. Screws. I mean, piece, it, it, like <laughs> incinerated. So we had to get a guy on our bench. A guy on our bench. You might actually know him. This guy uh, we played hockey with us, Mike Anderson. He um, used to run the pro shop at Iceland, and he screams, screams out. I got a good helmet for you on sale. Don't worry. It had to be there. I mean, obviously, it's probably not as funny because you don't know the guy and you weren't there. But it was hilarious. But this guy was joining me and joining at me. I'm like, all right, you have nothing to say? Come out of here. End of the game, took, took ripped this helmet off and, 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 and threw it across the rink. And it smashed into that's like amazing. a million pieces. So, so that's, those so that's were the days where I was heart. a real hothead. What's that? So that's that's how Trouba won your heart with the helmet. Though. Yeah, well, probably. Well, that and like, like I said, I mean, I've gotten into so many situations on the ice. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that when there's nothing else to talk about. But oh, the things I used to do. I, I was getting married. My uh, my uh, I was getting married, and my my wife, uh, my fiance at the time, said to me, "Do me a favor. Whatever you do, just don't get into any altercations. I don't want anything, you know, pictures and everything else. What do you think happens to me? Gash across my freaking chin. There you go." I was like, oh, God. So, anyway. A hockey, a hockey player's wedding. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. That's just what it is. So, as far as this game, Sean, like I said, we're, we're going to have to just see what's going on. Um, what's going on when they play the Golden Knights on Wednesday. Hopefully, it's a right. turning point. Listen, I want nothing more for, to see this team succeed. Obviously. But I I'm Obviously. also don't want – because I can be overly pessimistic, but I've just seen too much. We've seen this story before, and you know you got the fans out there, and, and my and my buddy Chris, who uh, who we both know, um, you know uh, through the uh, Facebook page and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, he said to me, he goes, "Well, the Blues were in last place." I go, "Yeah, but how many other how many times has Buffalo been in last place? They didn't win a cup, you know at at the uh, at the at the break at the uh, you know at the Christmas break. You know, you're talking about one team that was at the break." Or maybe L.A. was the other other team, but you're talking about two teams in in, in how many years to be bad at, at by the Christmas break and all of a sudden turn it around and win a Stanley Cup? I mean, it, it's very few and far between, right? So I ain't banking my my season on that. And you know, I've been no, down this road with all, this team too many times where this too little, too late bullshit, which they do all the time to us. This little, too but late BS the that they pull. But What's this that? Could be the opposite. This could be Maybe. the opposite, where it's Maybe. a slower start Maybe. and a and a great finish. But, but John, we're also only two points out. We're not in, we're not in last place. We're two right. points out of the playoffs. My feeling so, is, and like I said about, they don't and need we'll to make bow, up ten points right now. Right. I will. What I will put a bow on the on this game is is that if you play like this against Vance Vegas, you are going to get your dick kicked in. Yes. There's no two ways about it. 
You, there is no way you are going to play like this, the way they played tonight, and win. They got lucky. I'll take the two points because we've been on the other side. Like you said, I completely understand. I completely agree with you. But if they play like this, curtains. They ain't gonna. They ain't surviving that game. So they built Let's, up some goodwill tonight. Let's roll it over. Right. I'll I'll, I'll end it with this. As far as this game, they got lucky mm-hmm. on the Keandre Miller goal. Mm-hmm. They created their own luck the rest of the way. I mean, the Kreider shorthanded goal was right. pure hustle, and and right. and the Lafreniere goal was nice. I mean, that was a really <coughs> nice deflection. So mm-hmm. and they and they worked the, that line kept the puck in the zone, worked the puck in the zone deep, like they worked after that. The Miller right. goal, hundred percent. That was a shooter tutor goal. Horrible. Yeah, that goal. was that was a horrible goal. And I'll the tell you, and worked. I thought the first goal was and good. I thought the Schneider goal was good, Sean. I, I and I, I, listen, I, I shit, I, I shit on Sammy Blay the last show, the last uh, when I did the post game thing. Mm-hmm. I was shitting all over Sammy Blay, but that's a great deflection, a great uh, screen. Excuse me. Right. Great screen in front by him. He took he took uh, you know Bennington's eyes away. Schneider, you know, with a with a wonderful shot. I mean, like per, pin perfect shot. Right. So I mean, yeah, I mean, and it was Blay a good was game. Great on the Blay forced the turnover with the, on on the fourth. Right. Right. He did. You know, I thought so, I thought that line played very well tonight. Um, I yes. don't like the fact. I don't. I mean, I don't like the fact of keeping twenty three players. So if Brittle's going to be out long term, they need to figure something out. Um, I'm hoping they'll send Brzezinski down on off days, but I don't know. Can you do that and have him still travel with the team? I don't think you can, right? Um, they're going out west. I'm not, I'm not sure how. I don't works. think they can. I'm sure. So, I'm sure I don't know. For the two road, they're they're on the road for two games, right? Just mm-hmm. just um, Colorado and uh, Vegas? Uh, Avalanche. Yes, right. yeah, Colorado so and, for uh, those and two Vegas. Games, yes, they, for those two games, they're going to have 23. I'm sure by the time they get home. They're Question is, if Hedo gets healthy before next game. What do you do? You send Brzezinski back down? The extra guy with, I'm still taking the extra guy. No, no, I'm Peter asking you. Do you take Brzezinski out of the lineup but just let Goudreau down? Yeah. No, 100% okay. that's what I would do. I'm just, I'm just wondering what he, was, what he would do. I mean, they just won a game where they came back after being down for the first time this season. Do you, really do you well. fuck with the lineup? Yeah. Because Did you see the play really well. Hedo got hurt on? Did you see the no. shot that was taken? No, that's what I'm saying. I, I thought he finished Sean. the game. When I tell you it was a Panarin wrist shot that grazed his ankle, grazed his ankle. Yeah, but you and I both know there's that little space between you know between your shin pad and, and your skate. If it no, gets you, no, right, it didn't. It hit him right square on the ankle, and he didn't even didn't even wince that hard. He went ah, and then he just kept playing. Yeah, but if it's a so, bone bruise, oh, if it's a bone know. bruise, he may be out a while. That's what I'm saying. But the if thing is, can, he can't play through that. Spot with he can't. He really can't play through this. I you're mean, not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I I understand the concussions. I I, I don't want to. And Larry Brooks, who's, I might. I think I like Larry Brooks as he's as pessimistic as me about everything. But he's looking. He's, he's like he's this just guy just can't. About. He just cannot get a good run. It's like all right. He's in the lineup eight games. He's hurt. He's in the lineup five games. He's hurt. He's in the lineup twelve games. He's hurt. He's in the lineup twenty-two, uh, twelve, seventeen games. He's hurt. He's in the lineup for five games. He's hurt. I mean, you, how can you possibly build a career? Now, the only thing, the one thing we can talk about, and uh, what will Danny save makes a good us. Point. What Danny makes a good point. There could be a laceration. 
And if there's a laceration, they're not going to put you on the ice. Yeah, but I mean, it hit his skate boot. Can you get a laceration? I mean, that's if that's the case, then I listen. I don't want to shit on the guy. I'm not about. Right. I just. I, it's more. It's not a much more. It's not a much more. Uh, wow, I got really tongue tied. That it's not about the injury itself. It's the fact that he just can't stay on the ice. Yeah, some some guys. He can't stay on the ice. You, we need him. We need him. This team can't score goals. We need him more than anyone. We can afford it. Blay or Goudreau or or VC or one of those guys can hurt. We can't afford to lose this guy. What would you say? He's our seventh. Sixth, maybe, most talented winger uh, forward. What would you put? Panarin, Zabinajek, Kreider. He might even well, be. He might even. I put him ahead. He of might Panarin. be the fourth. Oh well, right now you would. He <laughs> might even be the fourth most most talented guy on the team. I'm talking about strict talent. Just strict talent. I mean, you yeah. can't afford. He's... You can't afford to not have him in the lineup. Him and Zabinajek. What I was saying. The only two forwards that could just take the puck end to end without getting knocked off. Right. Right. Uh, what I was saying was what might save this team one way or another is if with all these guys having bad seasons, it's going to save them a lot of salary cap. <laughs> it's going to save them a lot of money on contracts. I don't and see I po- any players signing a long-term deal if, they haven't, if they're not coming off a good year. They'll take the bridges. Miller was better tonight. I thought Miller was better tonight. He has not been good. First star, I also posed on... I also posed. Well, Trocheck was the first star. Oh, second. Yeah, Miller was second. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I posed that I was concerned, and I need to see more than just tonight, but that this was going to turn into another Brady Shea situation. Now, I honestly think he is better than Brady Shea, but I'm not about. He had a great playoff, how Shea did in 2017. Then he had a down season, and then. He got his big contract, and then he you – know, obviously, we all know what happened with him. Right. I right. proposed that, you know what, Miller's value may never be any higher than what it is right now, that you trade high on him and you bring in a youngish-type defenseman. And I understand Jacob Chikrin's always hurt, but if you can bring in Chikrin, who I believe still has three years left on his contract at like $4, four million and change, and you don't have to pay – Keandre Miller, five, five and a half, six million dollars. And this is a team that's ready to win now. I don't I don't see what Keandre Miller has done to warrant anything more than three and a half. You don't, he, he, currently, no offense in this game. currently. Currently. But you know how this correct. team is with defensemen, Sean. It's the one position where they step up. They don't do it with forwards. And, and obviously, but, but it's obviously a different regime, but you know, McDonough got his big deal after his entry level. Um, Forty points. Stall did. Uh, Brady Shea did. Uh, missing somebody. I, I don't think Girardi did, but they were they, usually what they've done with the def, with the with the high profile defenseman. And at the time, right. Stall, McDonough, you know, Brady Shea was that up and coming young defenseman. They locked those guys up. They that's those usually the way they've points, gone though, too. Well, Brady Shea was coming off an awful points. season when they gave him that contract. <laughs> they gave Brady Shea. Had, I thought he still had like thirty-five points, though. I'm gonna look it up. You want to want to talk about something else? I'll look it up. I'm looking it up as we speak. Okay. <laughs> I'm already a step um, yeah, but is thirty-six points wa- warranted? Uh, Thirty points warranted as a six million dollar contract? That's a very good second pair defenseman if you're putting up thirty-six points. 
Okay. So know. Miller only put up 20 points last year. Right. And he's on pace for what? 25 this year? Well, getting two goals from defensemen tonight was also a big help. You know, getting some points other than from Fox. Oh, and Fox scored two tonight, right? Yes. Yeah, so you got three goals. Three of your six goals are scored by defensemen tonight. High low. <laughs> yeah. Six different goal scores, which is which is nice to see. Um, yeah, you had 39, 39 points from Shea. In his second season, in, huh? In his in his first the first year after the playoff. So he had the okay. good playoffs, then he had a thirty nine point season. He did have then many, he had many a twenty five point season, and that's when they paid him. He had another twenty five point season, and then they the paid him. him. So he got his contract. Or, oh, so he got his contract. So he had a good season. He scored thirty nine points, right. and then they and then twenty five. And, and then the next it was that. the season after that where he had the down season and. Well, they were both. He was a minus twenty-seven. What year was that? Was that their first year? Was that the year of the letter? That was the year of the letter. Yeah. Okay. Well, who, was he the worst on the team that year? I can't imagine they had a lot. Minus of twenty-seven, <laughs> and they gave him six million dollars a year. He was the worst on the team. Mika was a minus twenty-three. Um, I remember that season. I remember. I remember that. Remember that stat. I should say. Um, D'Angelo was a minus eighteen in thirty-two games. <laughs> Jesus, was that when? Uh, was that when he hurt his ankle? Was that the Benajad? season? Yeah, no, it was no, no, that's a manager. I'm uh, oh. uh, D'Angelo at the end of the year. Remember he hurt his I ankle at the end of the season. I don't remember. He ran into his, into the boards. Again, I'm, I'm, I just threw it out there. I know it's probably not a popular thing amongst fans, and I know you don't want to trade anybody, but I'm looking to sell high on a guy. If that's the, I just don't think that Jacob the value for him. is not someone I want anywhere near the team. You're, you're complaining about Philip Hedl always being hurt. You're not paying Hedl. Chikrin is already going to be getting paid, and he is never healthy. Him and Aaron Ekblad are the two most disappointing. High profile defenseman when it comes Ekblad's to injuries. Some of his injuries have been have been kind of freakish. But so is Chikrin. Chikrin's yeah. never healthy ever. Yeah, that's why I, I love his talent, but I don't want him anywhere near the team because yeah. he's just never healthy. I mean, if, I, I, that was just one on guy wood, I thought of off the top of my head. Knock on wood, for the most part, health has not been an issue. Like Panarin is never hurt. So Benajad, for the most part, hasn't been hurt in four years. Kreider, since breaking. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> this might be forward. I don't know, but well, Kreider, if you remember early in his career, he was hurt a lot too. Right, right. You know, he had he had a lot of the, yeah, uh, but he yeah. You know, I mean, he had his foot broken by a shot. I mean, that's the last really bad injury Kreider had was right. he got his foot his foot broken by Kevin Hayes shot. You know, I mean, but Kreider early on in his career, I mean, I always said this. I've I've said this in 2014. When they barely squeaked by Philly, and then they went out and played Pittsburgh the next round, and Kreider came back, you know, in game four or five of that series, I honestly believe that he was a part of the reason why they won that series. I agree. I still believe that. Danny McGillicuddy wanted us to know that his uh, in his season for the Omaha Lancers, he was a minus 42, and he was not even close to the worst on the team. Wow. That's rough. <laughs> that is rough. Go all That on. is rough. Yeah. So, um, pivoting a little bit, did you see this sure. this stupid nonsense bullshit John um, Andreas Atha the CU said about oh, Truba? God. 
Is there anyone who's, I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame of busts, Athanasiu. I mean, the guy is one of the fastest skaters in the league. He was an absolute bust with Detroit. <laughs> Goes to L.A. He's a bust in L.A. Edmonton. Guy played on Connor McDavid's wing, couldn't score. <laughs> and he's he's going to talk shit because he had his head down like he was a 12-year-old? This is how I know. When, when I Luke Richardson, so after the hit, right, they went right to Luke Richardson. I, I said this and to you the other night. He did. didn't flinch. He didn't flinch. 1,400-game NHL veteran knows what hits in the real NHL used to be. Right. Didn't flinch. That's when I knew it was a clean hit. Because when you when, if, if it's if it's an egregious hit, the coach is the fire is coming out of his ears. Right. Richardson didn't blink. Didn't blink. And I was like, this guy's crying. I'm like, first of all, he didn't hit him in the head. He hit him chest, shoulder to chest. Why is that a freaking problem now? I've seen Ovechkin leave his feet on hits and no one says anything. Well, here's the thing. You know Truba wanted to fight somebody after. Like, he laid that hit knowing. We had two fights in the game, by the way. But even so, he fought that 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 Arab guy that they knocked out last year. Yeah. That that friggin' Fugazi, uh Nazim Kadri they got on that team. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, he was looking for don't it. Get, I don't, don't blame get him. yourself canceled here, Rock. Don't get canceled. No. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Nazim Kadri. What is this? A 1975 podcast? You know that Arab yeah. over there in Chicago? <laughs> yeah. He looks like Nazem Kadri to me. It's Nazem Kadri. Just, I mean, I looked at him. I was like, man, Nazem Kadri. Looked, what's he doing on this team? But anyway. The Sean and Archie show over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, no, he he was looking for a fight. He got, you know, he want, he was trying to, to spur the team up, laid the hit, knew someone was going to come after him. It happened to be uh, Jonathan Thames. So it was good because he got to fight another captain. Those always, you know. Stand up a little higher than others, right? And uh, we fought a captain the not, night before. He fought Brady Kachuk the night before, who yes, shoved it up did. our ass. He shoved it up our ass against Ottawa, and then Patrick Kane shoved it up our ass the next night. I can't make this shit up, man. I, mean, I just can't make no. this shit up. It's hilarious. That was it's an hilarious. awful goal given up by Igor, though. Which the, one? The game tying one that Kachuk had the deflection. There was nobody else in front of him. I don't think he was ready for it. I think he thought the puck was going to be clear. Uh, and you're own. not going to like this, it, but that to me, that's Trocek's fault. Why is he trying it's to clear Trocek's the puck up the ice? I, Why is he not going off the boards there? Fine. It's still a bad goal given up. 100%. It's a horrible goal. Yeah. But it right, starts with, by it's, it starts with Trocek it. trying to clear the puck up the middle. He did it in preseason. Right. Put the puck off the freaking boards. You had time. You had nobody around you. Put the puck right. off the freaking boards off the, off, off the boards and, off the, and into the neutral zone. No argument. But that just but goes a, to show you when this team is just nothing's going right, nothing's going right. You see the goal by Buchnevich? He would have had a Fox tonight. Yeah. Oh, no, not the Buchnevich goal. It was uh, no. the one before that. No, they both went off him. One deflected off his stick. I forgot which goal that was. And another one deflected off his shin guard. I'm like, you can't make this shit up tonight. It's just what you. What I will agree with Valakat is you make your own luck. 
when you're playing the game the right way, when you're playing hard, when you're doing everything you're supposed to do, you make your own luck. When you're playing ice capades, I mean, for them to come out in the third period the way Truba, when Truba banged his helmet against the glass, for, for them to come out the way they did in that third period, it should be embarrassed. Every player should have had to been had to stand up and, and apologize to the fans after that one. I mean, that's embarrassing. Six no, goal they, shots they on goal against against a goalie that should be bagging groceries somewhere. I, I mean, give me a break. Who's a Tony Esposito in goal? Ed Belfort. I mean, come on. It drives me crazy, Sean, when they just don't get up to play these games. We'll that, see. That now they're big. gonna. Now they're going to play a good opponent. Let's be honest. The Golden Knights are the best opponent they're going to play since the Devil game. And, bef- and, and probably in the last 10 games, the Devils have been the, probably the only team where you can sit back and say, well, maybe that's a team. That's, that's a really good team. Think about all the other teams they struggled with. The, the, the Kraken, the Oilers, the friggin' Sharks. The, I mean, I mean name, name the name. Kraken in first place. Are they really? Let's talk talk about friggin' uh that that smoke and mirrors right there. That friggin' team. Grubauer's not even playing. No. Grubauer's not even playing. I picked him up at fantasy. I thought he was gonna play. I got zero points for my goaltending this week. Zero. Uh, Vegas just passed Seattle. I apologize. Vegas has thirty seven points, Seattle is thirty-three. You know, that's the other thing. How the hell is an expansion team? With Jordan Eberle, Brian McCann, whatever the hell his name is, uh, who else is on that team? The shoe store from when we were kids? No, it's Tom McCann. Tom Tom McCann. McCann. I should have said that one. That would have been funnier. Uh, (laughs) uh, I'm going to use that next time when you least expect it. Um, How is that team good? Like, you look at these teams. How are these teams good? Albertkowski's oh, okay. He's a nice player, Sean, but he's not someone you build a franchise around. He yeah, is a nice. Beniers is. Beniers is twenty years old. Then, if you want to do that, and, oh, I am so glad that you opened this Pandora's box. There it is. There it Tell comes. me why. The last time the Rangers drafted somebody like Matty Beniers. Why is it that we have to now? You and I now we've talked about this at nausea. You and I were jumping through the ceiling when they draft when they won the lottery to get Kako and Lafreniere, or, the, yep. or those two drafts. Correct. We're like, finally, we've got luck on our side. We finally did it. We finally got some luck, and we got two guys that can barely, are barely NHL players at this point. And okay. you got all the teams. You got all the teams. How many points do you have? Twelve. You know, here's an overtime winner. Uh, you got other teams where forwards step in and light the world on fire. My, this is why I'm glad. So if they lost tonight, which obviously wouldn't have mattered if, in the grand scheme of things, but I was suggesting that if this is a down season, if this was going to be a down year, right? just start playing all the kids 20 minutes a night. See what these guys can do. See what you got. You got to see if these guys could sink or swim. You got, you know, everyone says, oh, well, they don't get an opportunity to play first power play. Play them on the first power play. If this is going to be a down season, start playing these guys a shit ton of minutes. Yeah. Sit Panarin, sit Sabinajad. They're not going anywhere. 
sit cry to sit them all. Not not sit them and like not just play them in the lineup. But play these guys, play these kids 20 minutes a night, 17 minutes a night, and see what they got. It'll never happen. It'll only not happen is if this team really falls on their face. It's starting. That's the only way it won't happen. It'll never happen with Panarin. Panarin will always play in the top six and play 17 plus minutes. Then you take him off the first power play. Then you take him off the first power play. You give no. Hear me out. You give the each power play gets a minute, and the second power play starts it. That's what you do. That's what you do. That's how you can take. That's the way you give them more ice time. Or t- you take you can keep an Aaron on the power play, but you take someone else them, off. Does that give them the best chance to win a game? I'm no talking coach about is ever going to coach Sean. I said this: if the team, if this is going to be a down season. Then That's what you got to do. Right? Gallant's gone. Then the, okay. So then I, the personally, coach, Sean, I don't think tonight saved him. A six-four win against a bad hockey team who's won, who's one and seven in their last eight games to, to me doesn't save a coach. Which I, I I agree with, but I also don't think he's on the hot seat as much as I would like to think he's on the hot seat. I don't think he's on the hot seat at all. To be honest with you, right? So, I don't. I think so that it didn't th- save him, but it, he's, he doesn't need saving right now. No, I, I like I'm saying I'm like I don't think yeah. I don't think well, let's be fair. They lose tonight. <laughs> they go out and play the Golden Knights and, and Colorado. And then I think they play the Devils after that, am I right? I haven't looked that far ahead. I mean, you're talking about a how a six game losing, seven game losing streak. Like, I don't know. But I still don't think you get fired off that. But yes, it is. It's the Blues, then at Vegas, at Colorado, home for the Devils and Maple Leafs. I think these Sprinkly Islanders are in there somewhere too, right? No, then we get the Flyers and Blackhawks again, (laughs) then the Penguins, and then the Flyers, and then the Islanders. I mean, this they have a nice four game. How many games are are left between now and how many games left between now and Christmas? What do you think they need to go in these eight games to keep to keep pace in a playoff spot? Four and four? Sprinkle in an overtime honest, loss? You already be honest. More than more than that. Because does any of it matter if at this point in the season they don't actually just start to play good hockey? Does it like, matter? I need to see I need to see the I need to see the first power play start to actually produce again. I need to see uh-huh. Sharkin start to play like Shesterkin. You know what I've noticed with You him? want to see balance like like you said, you you want to see balance and depth throughout throughout the line. Well, six goals tonight will go a long way as far as balance and scoring when you right, got a goal fine. essentially from every line, right? Over the next four games. I want to see us I want to see us play the way I know we can play. You know, it's funny. So in other words, if they go to Vegas on Wednesday, right? Yeah. They lose three to two. Okay. And but they play well. You'll be but okay they play with that. A great, right. That's Similar to the Colorado game earlier in the season. Correct. Okay. It's a road game in a place that very few road teams go and win because of the Vegas flu. But hopefully mm-hmm. this team has embarrassed themselves enough to not fucking have a night out in Vegas. You know, may, just maybe you know they could figure that part well, out. Vegas is also coming back from a road trip. They're in Boston yeah, tonight. But, right. First game home from it's, a road trip is usually a little wonky. It's still their home. It's still their home ice. Okay. Well, maybe you could take advantage of it. 
But then, you know, then you get Colorado. Like, in other words, if they play playing at Vegas and at Colorado, they're not going to be favored to win either of those games. Mm-hmm. So if they lose both of them, I'm not going to – I'm you know, the end of the world is not going to come for me, but it's how did they play in those two games? Did they look like a team did, – did those games look like playoff games to me? You know what I mean? Or is it just slop? An embarrassment. Right. It seems like – I mean, to me, I mean, you tell me if I'm wrong. Their, their worst games have come against bad teams. Well, I've said that they're bored. Other than – I don't think they're bored. I think – well, I don't, well, I just don't think the team seems now, seriously. They're um, not bored anymore. The Islander, game, the Islander game aside, and the Devil game, I guess. They were up 2 nothing in that game. But, I mean, think about their losses. I mean, I, I was thinking this the other night. I was like, you know, that, that you had thought that, that game where they were up 3-1 against the Islanders and they lost that game, that that would have been the turning point. Then, right. you know, the Duck game. You thought that was the turning point. Then you thought Edmonton, that was the turning point. You thought the Devils, that was. It's like all these games where, like I said, I, I've never seen this. I've never seen them lose games consecutively. In 35 years of watching Ranger hockey, I have never seen them lose games this badly in one season. Not, so the not in this fashion. For me, are going to come off wins, not off losses. What's that? I said, for me, the turning points are always going to come off wins as opposed to losses. Well, you're embarrassed and you don't want to make the same mistake, no? Wouldn't you but be focused you, on not this, doing the same thing? Not, you know, I mean, I think is, a lot of it's stick gripping. This team has shown press. This team is, right, they, they've been gripping the stick too How hard. about getting Halak more than two fucking goals? How about that? Where did that just come from? Well, I mean, the point of the matter is, is that, you know, they just don't seem to – the problem is is they're not winning when Halak's in goal. I don't think that it matters who's in goal. Uh, well, sure shit matters, Sean. Igor's 11-4-4. Four, four. Halak is 1-7. Oh. They need to score when Halak's in goal. They need to win when their backup goal is in net. What was the turning point in 2014? One of the big turning points. Talbot coming up and – Briaran going into retirement, right or wrong? How great was Talbot? Was tur- but I how don't think that was a turning. When point. this team has been when, all right, and when this team has been good, they've had two goalies they can depend on. Whether it was in twelve with Briaran and, and Lundqvist, whether it was in fourteen with Talbot, whether it was in fifteen with Talbot and, and Lundqvist, they need a tandem where they they can, they can depend on. Georgiev, if you remember, towards the end of last season, he won like. A lot of his games towards the end of the season. And he played well for them. And he kept them in games. That being said, they put up they put up goals for this guy. I mean, listen, Halak's not been good. But you got to put up more than two freaking goals for the guy. You know, in every, every game that Halak's lost, they've scored two or less goals. I mean, that's part of it. They got to win games and Halak's in net. So that's my point. I know it might have seemed like it was out of left field, but... When you when you're when you're eleven four and four when he goes in goal and you're one and seven when Halak's in goal that's a fucking problem and you're only scoring two goals for him. So, anyway, <laughs> I'm just I'm curious, just looking at the opponents real quick. Of who? Yeah, other than the Islanders, they've all been against bad teams too. Halak's games. Yeah. Yeah. Winnipeg, I'll name them for you. San Jose, Columbus, the no, Predators. Not San, Jose. not San Jose. Not San Jose. Winnipeg, I'm sorry. 
I'm not San Jose. It was Columbus, yep. um, Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Yep. Oh, that was what I messed up. Winnipeg, Columbus, the Predators, yep. the Islanders. Right. Ottawa? Yes. That's the game he won. And Chicago? Yep. Who am I missing? Anaheim and Detroit. Anaheim and Detroit. All bad team. All bad. And I know why they started them in those games. Because they were trying to get the poor bastard to win. Right. And the team can't score more than two goals against the shittiest teams in the NHL. Peter Morasic, who's one and seven, uh, one five and and five, I think on the season. <laughs> you can't score more than two goals against that guy. He got a point. That's an overtime loss. And he was really good in that game. Which one? The Detroit game. Well, I'm not talking about the Detroit game. Morasic's on Chicago now, but the, uh, the uh, game, the game, yeah. the game was. was what's his name was in that? Um, Novel, not Novelkovich. Uh, yeah, Novelkovich was in that game. Yeah. He was in that. He was the one that was in that game. I mean, two goals against, two goals for every game. You got to be able to put up more, more, more points for this guy. You got to give him at least give him a freaking three goal lead. If they, if they lose after that, then you know it's game over. But I'm just saying, I don't, I don't think it's because Halak's in net that they're not scoring goals. I just think that they, they have a fundamental problem. Uh, you know what right I think now. it is? I don't think they trust them. I think they're, they're playing tight in those games. They're playing tight in those games, Sean. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, ever since Columbus. And Halak, I don't think, was awful against Winnipeg. I don't, I don't really like the first Shifley goal he let in from the slot. But, I mean, Shifley's a good player. I'm not going to sit here and cry about it. But he's let in some some softies on occasion. And I think this team plays very – they don't trust him. And I think they play tight. I don't think they try to – I think they're trying to sit back too much in some ways, with the exception of Anaheim. Mm-hmm. But – and to protect the net because they're afraid that this guy's going to let a fucking goal in from the red line. I think it's, I think that's part of the problem. <laughs> what? Warranted. Yeah. But they're going to have to just have to trust him and try to open shit up and try to – I shouldn't say open shit up because then they'll have games like tonight and they'll leave a guy hanging out to dry. But uh, they need to score more than two goals for this guy. He hasn't been good. I'm fully aware of that. But two goals against against some of those teams isn't good enough. Is not good enough, but we'll see. Got some big games coming up, man. I mean, this. I mean, they they can go two. They can go two and six in the next eight. I mean, it's possible. It's very possible. The only thing you can hope for is that they get up now. Now, all right, all right. Now we're playing some good teams. We need to. We need to ramp it up here. Right. And I'll be right. honest with you. I thought they played good against Boston until the third period. Are you? Am I wrong? No, no, that was that was a good game. Until the third until period, until Fox tied the game two two, and then right. all of a sudden it was like, oh, let's stop playing. Like they won the game, they just right. tied it, and then they thought it was like they we won. And that was, I think, Ego's first regulation loss was against Boston. To be Sad also man. be fair, is Ego does Ego's had a shit had shit games against the Devils and and St. Louis in his career. He's given up a shit ton of goals against both of those teams. You remember last year when, when they played St. Louis? No. And they let him hang out to dry in that one? In that was in St. I, Louis. That was that 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 road trip where he got lit up by oh no, Georg, did Georgia get did Georgia get lit up by Minnesota? But they got lit up two games in a row. 
where it was a St. Louis and then Minnesota, and they just got friggin' lit up in both of those games. That's the game where the Minnesota game was the one where uh, Zabinijet picked Zuccarello's pocket shorthanded and scored. Remember that game? Talbot was in goal for Minnesota, and they 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 just ran your over. Your recollection kept... so much better than my, your recalls. Yeah, yeah. So much I remember that. I remember those games. But um, like I said, I want I want to be optimistic like you are, but I, I need to see more. I need oh, to see more. My optimism, listen, my, my optimism for the most part only lies in the fact of just seeing the pressure kind of alleviate from them. The other thing was they closed out the final two, three minutes. Right. Very you good, know, they, too. That, that was another thing that they needed. That was another hump that they needed to get over. 100%. The, I agree. They got the extra goal to make it a two goal lead. Mm hmm. And they were able to kill. It wasn't right. like they they got some lucky empty netter from you know eighty five feet away, right? To right. Put the game away. They right. legit just chipped the puck out. Yeah. They didn't take any stupid chances. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I thought they 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 did things the right way, and it's like, all right, that's something to build off of now. But again, it's all for naught if they come out against Vegas in the first period and have three shots on goal and are down two nothing. You know, then then it's all for not. But if they if they they take what they did in the third period here and take that forward, you know, nice little. Because think of it, there's nothing worse than a six hour flight deflated off of another fucking loss. If had they lost tonight four three, then they got to get on a plane to Vegas, yeah, and have to fucking think about that. This is a That's good a third period too. Plane ride. And Sean, this is a good third period. period. This is a good third yeah. period where they've. They've had they've had their problems in the third periods this season. But again, it's not it's not a video game. Like they're people, so there's mm-hmm. real emotion in this. That third period was good. Mm-hmm. Now you get in the locker room, you get changed. They go out to dinner tonight. They fucking get on a plane tomorrow, mm-hmm. or maybe they fly out tonight. Whatever it is, they're having a good time. Yeah, having a good time. It it just yeah. It helps. It maybe alleviates a little bit of the stress and, again, and something else. It's all for not if they shit the bed first period. But if they mm-hmm. carry it forward, that's what I meant when I said, is this the game? Like, is this the game that turns that around? Not in the standings, not in the production of certain guys on, on the ice, but just the overall morale in that room. I mean, that had to be – that locker room for the last month had to be like a fucking – like Morgue. Like a graveyard. Yeah, yeah. morgue. It had to be a st- – yeah. you know, walking on eggshells. No one wants to say the wrong thing. Everyone's thinking the same thing. You saw Trouba's post-game press conference. I want to give Trouba credit for this. Trouba, to a man, will answer every question in front of his locker right. after every game. And that's what right. the captain does. He's accepted that. He knows that. Kreider was always the same way. The Benajet always the same way. Panarin, you can never fucking hear a, a chirp from. Anyway, my, my last thing I'll say about Panarin. Next I'm listening. For the, for I'm the listening. Podcast. I just want to. I want to read this what Galan said to the media. I wanted you to hear this. I don't know if you saw it. Sure. No, uh, yeah, about the first. about the changes about the line changes wasn't liking what I was seeing midway through the second period. I just wanted to try to spark something, like we talked about. The two kids deserve some opportunities, which I which was pretty interesting. Good. And I thought they played really well. There you go. So this might be what we need to have to have to happen. Good. So if Hedl, when Hedl does come back, I like the line of Hedl between Kreider and I think Hedl between Kreider and VC is a nice line. First of all, Hedl's offensive, like Zabinijad, 
Very similar, not as good defensively, obviously, but you don't. Right. That's fine because Kreider and VC are good defensively, so that balances that line out nice. And if Size you can get, if you can get Sean, if we can get Kako and Lafreniere to get going, to give you something, something, then you got something. Then you got something. Especially, and then Kako, all you then all you is- need to do is figure out a way to get Kratzoff going, or right. if eventually having to replace him. If that's the option they wind oh, up yeah. having I to mean, do, th- this is Kraftsov's year to show what he. Can. You're playing on a line with Panarin. If you can't produce on a line with Panarin, it's same as like I said with that. Yeah, at tell Dry- yeah, Dryden Hunt. Tell, tell him that. Yeah, I'm saying at the, well, Kraftsov has a ton more skill than Dryden Hunt. That's so. my point about that pass that he flubbed in the freaking uh, on the off wing. You can't flub those shots, and I'm telling you that's part. Kaku does not want to. Panarin does not want to play with Kaku. Right. We've seen it. It's we it's, know that. Plain and on the day, you know, plain as a nose in your face. He does right. not like playing with Kako, and you know, we've and seen it. it's been a problem. Well, you saw I how, mean, how, you saw how happy he was for Kravtsov when he scored the other night, right? You know, that's right. He's taking him under his wing. That's it's fine. Yeah, you know. it's fine. It's his countryman, right? You know, if I play with Nick Kiprios, it'd be the same thing. <laughs> or Chris Kantos, or Chris Katsopoulos. They name all the Greeks that played. Uh, <laughs> Anyway. Chelios is Greek too, right? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, so back to what I was I was trying to say about uh, Truba. When he gave his post his uh, post game after the Chicago game, I forget what the question he was asked. But he paused. I, for I, wanted, good, I wanted to choose my words pro- properly. Yeah, yeah. But he paused like a good, what, seven seconds, eight seconds? That was a long pause. And he said, right, like you said, I want to choose my words properly. Because, again, these guys all walk around the locker room and they all know what they want to say, but no one wants to say it. And Truba could have blasted whoever he was thinking about in answering that question and didn't. Right. Whatever it was was going to be said in the room, mm-hmm. not to the media, right. not to us. Because right. we don't need to know that. Right. We know, right. We, we know what we know by watching. They know what they know. I wish I could remember the context of what he said. Yeah, so do it I. was something along the lines like, "What? Why do you think that um, you came out in the third period the way you did? What What needs to right. change? Or what aren't you doing? What aren't you doing to get to that next level? Or something something along those something lines? Along I think that was lines. like the context it was in. Right. Listen, Trouba is not putting up points. He did have 11 goals last year. I think he had I think he had 30 some odd points, 40 some odd points, 30 some odd points. I don't think he had 40. He might have had close to 40. He's not putting up points. But no one on the team is putting up points this year. Not the way they were last year, which is what it is. When you're scoring two goals a game for nine games, nine out of your 20 something games and probably more than that because they have the and one nothing win. 39 okay. points last year. Okay. So he had close to 40 points. Yep. It's not enough for an 8 million dollar defenseman which I get. And I think that's where people – that's where the hang-up is because you see they had to trade Buchnevich. They had to trade Zuccarello. And they, the people are crying over trading these guys and not being able to keep Tyler Mott, not being able to keep Petrano and Cop and – oh, but we're paying Truba all this money. The problem is is that you need a player like Truba. The issue with Truba is that at some point his poor stick handling and his poor skating is going to be a problem. It is. It's good, but right now, that is why this window for them to win is so important. They've got to win in these next three seasons because 
all these these guys that are on this team currently, and we'll keep Kreider and Sabinaja out of this for now, but between especially Panarin and Truba specifically, and then Igor to a lesser degree, they need to win with this group. Because one, you're not trading these guys. That's the first problem. And the second problem is, is they're just getting older. And we see Panarin cannot break away from people anymore. And that's my other problem is that if 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 Ryan Strom's replacement cannot play with him, that is a big friggin' problem. Well, then what you're going to wind up seeing is you're going to have to hope that Heedle can play with him. It's either Heedle or or a reasonable facsimile of Heedle, of, of Ryan Strom or someone of that of someone else. Listen, Listen, I don't know. I don't know what Ryan O'Reilly's next contract's going to be. I don't know what they're going to give him. Eventually, it's got to come back to Panarin's just got to play better himself and stop worrying about who his center is. But then you also eleven and a half million dollars. You're supposed to be able to drive the line. You not have someone. I'm, I'm curious how many of Ryan Strom replacements' goals come off have come off Panarin's stick, his assists. That's something we're going to have to. I'm going to have yeah. to dive into. I mean, how many? Because I mean, he has. I think he has posts? nine goals, and he's always oh, he at eleven posts. Right. Well, that's what I joked about on the show the, uh, when I did the post game the other night. I said, uh-huh. "Well, we had one sixteen that missed the net completely, <laughs> and now we have a sixteen that, that only hits, hits posts. posts. Right. So now the next sixteen we bring in is going to finally put the puck in the net because we're getting at least we're getting closer to getting the puck inside the net. Did anyone wear? Did anyone wear sick? Who was sixteen before Strom? Broussard. Okay, I couldn't. I, I was on the tip of my tongue, and I couldn't yeah. think of who it was. And who wore it before him? Avery. That's right. I was blanking on that. I don't know why. I'm usually pretty good with stuff uh, like that. That's a good. That's a great. Sixteen's a great hockey. It number. is a great hockey number. When Not I think of sixteen, I think life, of a, the first sixteen. I, I remember. How bad is that? Well, Lafontaine, that's but our Marcel Dion was the first. Well, first of all, Kissio wore sixteen briefly when he first came to the Rangers. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, and then he switched. I when Dion came. When Marcel Dion came, Dion went to 16 and Kissio went to okay. 11. Um, but it's so funny when I watch old Ranger games from like the early 80s, like pre Messier, and you see someone with 11. It's so weird. It's so that's got to be it's so, so weird. It really is weird. Or even yeah. seeing Tom Laidlaw wearing number two. Right. I mean, it's like there's certain numbers, like when you think of, you think of, all right, that's who it is. So when you hear the, when you think of the number 16, who's the first go person? Go back and watch. Go back and watch uh, you know, old Yankee games and see you know scrub middle infielders wearing number two all the time. That's right. Is it wasn't Ray? Didn't Ray Sanchez wear two for the for the Yankees? No, Ray Sanchez would have been after Jeter. Uh, I don't know about Jeter. that. Ray Sanchez no. wasn't an eighties player. No, he was an early, but he was the early. Oh, was he an early nineties player? Oh, oh no, no, no I'm thinking of Espinosa. Alvaro Espinosa. Yeah, Espinosa. That's what I was thinking of. Did he wear ten? I don't or remember. He wore ten with everybody else. I don't know if he wore ten with. The I don't remember because ten was Rizzuto's number. Okay, so then. So I don't know if he wore ten, uh, but I don't think they retired it right away. So he might have wore ten at that point. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, when you think of the number sixteen, because I was thinking about this the other night when I talked about number sixteen, Did Mike Eastler wear two. Mike Eastler may have worn two. I don't know. But when you think of sixteen for the Rangers, who do you, who's the first person that pops in your mind? Broussard. Yeah. This is gonna be bad, and you're not gonna like this one. I, I think I don't know why, but Bobby Holik pops in my mind. Oh, I don't know why, Sean. I don't Mike know York why. At least no, at least give me Mike, Mike, York. Mike York wore eighteen. Also, though. Oh yeah, 
I still think of him as six. Mike York, Mike York, I want to say, wore three different numbers for the Rangers, didn't he? Did he? He wore 16, 18, and I think he wore so another did, number. Did he wear a number in the 30s also? I don't remember. I know Tom Pody also wore a couple of different numbers for the Rangers. He wore three and 16. Tom Pody was also 16, I think, briefly. No, he just wore two. He wore 18 and 16. Okay. Maybe when Pody came over, he wore he wore 16. Maybe he's traded with him. No, they were traded for each other. Right. Right? They were traded for each other, right? Correct. Yes. Well, that's the other thing, too. Like, we talked about this on the show. I was like, I, I miss those days when they made those midseason trades. You know? Where you traded a problem for a problem. Do you remember the three-team trade? It was Todd Harvey, Radic Dvorak, and a third guy. It was a three-team trade between with the Rangers, the Panthers, and another team. I forgot who the third player was. You see those trades all the time. You don't see any of that Parker? anymore. What? No, you. We got Dvorak. We traded to Todd Harvey for Dvorak. It was part of that oh, okay. part of that trade. I don't remember who the third team was that was part of that trade, but and I miss those days. Now with this stupid bullshit salary cap. Where teams are saving money and you know doing this, it's no trades anymore. It's fucking horrible. That's when it's, it's news when Ryan Reeves gets traded for a fifth round pick. It's like, <laughs> it's like, oh my god, I can't believe it. It's a trade in freaking November. Oh my god, I can't believe it. Or Connor Timmons, who you know, I remember when he, he got traded. I think I got traded from from or to uh, to the Leafs or from the Leafs or whatever. And it was a freaking big news on on, on the NHL show. Right. I'm like, give me a freaking break. Too much. Let me ask you a question. Do, yeah. Do you put any credence to the um, the rumor of Kako for Pierre-Luc Dubois? Have Why would they do that, that though? Why would they do that? They can't resign him. How can they resign so, him? Oh, us resigning Pierre-Luc Dubois? Yeah. Are you taking it as a rental? You'd have to trade. You'd have to trade Heedle then too, to somewhere else. Well, but again, I mean, he's not signing here. Yeah, he said he's not signing here. And why would Winnipeg trade sure. a center for a winner? Why, why wouldn't he sign? Here? I thought he wanted to play in Montreal. Oh, I didn't I, hear that. He just wants to play in a big market. I thought he wanted to play in Montreal. Uh, I, I thought that's really that where it comes down it. to. I thought he wants but to do play you think in Montreal. That's even being discussed. I thought I, it was being read- discussed over the summer. Okay. Um, I, I like Mark. I like I like him. I I love him as a player. I wanted him instead of the guy we got now. I mean, right. I think he fits well, more that was of a the need. Type of move that we that we right wanted. right. I think it's a needle moving move opposed to a slightly above average move. Right. Um, and uh, you know, like I said. I, that's the only person I, that's, that's the only type of player I would trade any of our young players for. These rumors and people and and, and you know if you're listening or stop believing these Twitter rumors. If the right. Rangers trade Kako a first round pick and something else for Patrick Kane as a rental, <laughs> they they will riot at MSG. They are not trading a young player for a rental. Please understand this. So when these rumors come out, they're bullshit. Sean, if they trade Kako for a rental, I will buy that. a Vincent Trocheck jersey 
and I will wear it to every Ranger game for the entire season. I swear as God is my witness. I will buy, I will even spend an an authentic Vincent Trocheck jersey. That's how positive I am that they are not trading one of these guys for a rental. I'll I'll buy a Trocheck jersey and a Reeves jersey, and I'll alternate every game I go to for this whole entire season. I will wear that. Do you think the Reeves jerseys have been donated to the, to uh, underprivileged schools or either that or they went overseas to <laughs> some third world country? <laughs> Man. I love Mr. Ryan Reeves. <laughs> it's so funny. So they, so you know, I I was breaking Sean, our boy Sean's balls today a little bit on on um, on uh, Twitter when he was you know saying about Reeves how all this that, that the team limped out because there's right. nobody to release. You know, Shesty and everything else. Yeah. I go, if this team cannot win, right. I said to him, I said, no, I said to him, I cannot, I, I'm, I'm shocked that you're this broken up about Ryan Reeves. I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember exactly what I said. He's like, oh, I just see what I see. And I'm like, if this team cannot win without Ryan Reeves screaming and yelling in the locker room, then fold up shop. Right. Don't even bother playing the rest of the season. If this team cannot win without Ryan Reeves, then don't even play the games. Then just. Just don't forfeit. even bother. Don't bother showing up. Just forfeit the rest of the season. Because, right. I mean, I, I understand where people are coming from. I understand he's a likable guy. He's a, he's a great teammate. But if this team cannot win without this guy screaming and yelling, then we have bigger issues. But hopefully this is the end of Ryan Reeves because I've been hearing too much about him. You know, we had to see him hit Petrano the other night. You know, and, and everyone was, oh, see, we need this. We need that. I'm like, get that. We need guys to score goals. We need to score more than two freaking goals. Forget about hitting people. That's important, but you need to freaking score. Oh, I can't take this. I can't take. I just don't. Oh, I just can't stand it sometimes. It's so he frustrating. Here. He hasn't been here in two weeks, and you're still hearing about it. But that's what people are still crying about this guy. Like he was an all-time great Ranger. Like it was Nick Fatio that was traded. I mean, give me a break. The guy was here for a cup of coffee. Will he get a tribute video? Hundred percent. Oh, John, I, I will bet my right arm that he's going to get a video, and they are going to cheer him every time I'm he touches the puck. Home. Every time they home. touch the puck, they are going to go Reeves, Reeves. <laughs> I mean, watch, they're going to do it. Stupid, ignorant Ranger fans. <laughs> dumb, absolutely dumb. They're going to do it. Watch. I saw my tickets. Thank God I saw my tickets for that game because there was no way I was going to hear that. When is uh, that game? The uh, uh, no, January 10th? January, January 12th? Something yes, like that? Yes. Yep. yep. 10th. January 10th, I think. I have sold my tickets. Well. Yeah. It's just, I, I get it. I, or I raffled them, you know, in my... Listen, my, everybody my, knows my I'm, not, I'm not a Derek Stefan fan. But I was at the game when he came back for Arizona mm-hmm. and I stood up. I did not clap for him. But I stood up and acknowledged him. Wore my I was not a Stefan fan. I don't think – I think he was a horrible – he scored one big goal, which was a big goal, which is important. And that's the only reason why he has any type of range of law at all. Because other than that, he was absolutely invisible in every other playoff series. Okay. So it's funny. This is, why, this is why we get along so good because you love Rick Nash. I'm a big – I'm a Broussard guy. I'm a big Broussard guy, and big, I told you, when they press. traded Broussard for Zabinijan, I was not thrilled about that trade when it first happened. 
I understood it, but I wasn't thrilled about it. Thrilled? And I have the receipts. For what? For how thrilled I was about the trade the day of. When they trade up Zabin- when they trade up a star for Zabinajad? Well, I mean, let's be fair. I mean, we didn't know Zabinajad was a young player. We knew he was a high pick, but we saw that we've seen that that story before. Where they Rangers go out and get the high draft pick and he doesn't pan out. It. I was all for it. But listen, it turned out it's gonna turn out to be probably what top five trade of all time in Ranger history. Sean McCaffrey could speak to some of the. You know, would you put Would you the put the Zabinajad trade ahead of the McDonough trade? Because those those are the two of the best trades I think in our lifetime. Uh, um, would you say those are the two best trades in Ranger history in our lifetime? And I'm gonna and Messier. The reason, reason Messier is one. Say, yeah, Messier is one. Right, but that's that a no brainer. That was a salary dump trade. That wasn't a hockey trade by any stretch. Well, they still traded Bernie Nichols. They still traded. Right. Is Nichols in the Hall of Fame or he's a no. portal, you know, he should be one. in the Hall of Fame. His yeah, numbers 12, are his numbers are points. I, I'll tell you, his numbers are incredible. Yeah. Stupid looking face though. He's in, he's, <laughs> in the, he's, in, he's in the um the Pasquale Dupuy, Greg McKegg. Oh god. He's the I miss Greg McKegg. Anyway. Um the reason that it'll t- it'll become a bigger trade than the McDonough trade is you're gonna have Zabenjard here for like fourteen years, I think. By the time his contract is done, yeah. Whereas McDonough was here for what six? But McDonough, seven. so far, so far, he's you had more success. Longer. But you've had more success with McDonough. You had more success with McDonough. Yes, but one's going to went to a Cup final, years. and you went to an Easter the Conference Ranger final. Record books are going to be littered with two Easter Conference finals man. with McDonough. Right, right. I'm, I'm just saying, like from from a trade perspective. I mean, to me. If you trade. They win a cup. Ninety three is going in the rafters. Twenty seven will never go. I'm, I'm talking. Look at, I'm just looking at the trade as a whole. No, I agree with you. Looking at this trade as a whole. Looking at the McDonough trade. Looking at the Zabinajad trade. The Zabinajad trade was a definitely a more uh, fair trade. I think for both sides in the sense where you were still getting a, almost a thirty goal center. Right. And and, but you also got a second round pick and Zabinajad, which but with. The McDonough trade, not only did you get rid of Scott Gomez's contract and Scott Gomez, right. you got Chris Higgins that turned into Brandon Prust. Right. So if you're looking at the tree from that perspective, yeah. I, I you know, I kind of go back and forth with which which trade is better. But I would probably yeah. lean with you. I'd probably lean with the Zabinichad trade. I still love it's the gonna go back. Gordon, though, where he's on the phone with Pierre Dorian and it's the it, it's the scene right out of uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Where you know he's on the phone with him, and he's like, "All right, it's a Ben and Jad for Broussard," and you just wait for the silence. You're like, and he's wheeling him, reeling him in. He's like, "And I'll throw in the second round pick." Boom! Hang up the phone. Sold. <laughs> Sold. Great trade. Great trade. I think every GM in their in their history like has one trade where they're like, right. "What the fuck was I thinking?" Like what? What? On what planet? I mean, I don't know, man. And it, but it also worked. For but that. Ottawa. But then Ottawa, you ch- Ottawa went to the Eastern went to Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals off of that trade, right? But think about it, Sean. The McDonough trade is funny on two avenues. It was a heist for the <laughs> and, Rangers, and, and it was a heist for fucking Tampa. I mean, one guy. 
Yeah. On true. Two, the best trade and the worst trade in yeah. our lifetime. Yeah. Can you think of a more worse trade than, than the McDonough no. trade? No. But because JT Miller was in it too. If it was just McDonough for, let's say. If you, if, if, of, even, if, Sean, even if it was just McDonough for Domestikoff and Hayek, it's a bad trade. None of, one, none of those players turned out to be anything. It's still a bad trade. Right. Unless, unless but Nels Lundqvist. Well, more. the only way this the only way this works out, this trade has saves anything, is wow. if the guy they get for Nils Lundqvist turns out to be a lifetime or a long term major, or right. turns out to help them win a cup. Other, the, the the McDonough trade tree is still alive and well. It's incredible. It's incredible. I mean, you got to be honest with you. You got to laugh a little about this. It's incredible that that trade tree is still moving on. That it hasn't ended. Oh, I mean, Ga- the Gabrick trade tree is always going to be is always going to be Zibanejad. Gabrick's traded for to Columbus for uh, yeah, you're right. Robert-Sard. That's a good one. Yeah, that was uh, another great trade. Start, yeah, that's another great trade. Oh, we we fleet. I mean, how many times we fleeced Columbus? <laughs> I mean, it's it's not even fair. I mean, you remember at one point all the trades we made was either with Columbus yes. or Arizona. Because Every trade was with Columbus and Arizona. Well, it was, it was Sather's. It was Sather's um, buddy. It was it was Maloney and it was ha- uh, Maloney. Scott Housen, right? Scott Housen. I mean, every trade was with those two teams. So you started looking like, oh, well, let's see who's on Arizona. Who's oh, it? Derek Morris. Okay, we'll get him. I mean, years, it was like it was incredible. For years, the Kansas City Royals were the feeder system for the Yankees in the you know the sixties and seventies. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, the teams just usually did just have those guys. So Arizona and. Columbus, you know, especially Columbus. Maybe over the summer we'll 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 spend some time. We'll look through some of the trades from back then and see how many trades were made between Arizona and the Rangers and Arizona yeah. and Columbus, and we'll count them because I could think of ten off. I could think of a dozen so off the top get, of my head. We got to get Sean. We got to get Sean's book. Yes, we can start reading. I don't have any time yeah. to read anything right now, but uh, when I have some downtime, I'll. Uh, I definitely want to. I'm definitely going to get yeah. that and uh, and start going through it because I'll tell you this. That's probably a great reference, so maybe we should get that sooner than later, and we can we can each yeah. take a chapter or take a book, and then we can kind of uh, go back and forth with it. Be fun. It's a four book series. Yeah, yeah. I think what we're gonna really what's really gonna be interesting about that is is the eighties, because I mean, especially the Esposito era, where right. I I remember that as a kid, like you know, Dean Kennedy walks through the door, and then three days later, he's traded. You know, Pat Price. I mean, because I, I, I have a lot of these games on VHS. Right. And I used to look at the yearbook, you know, every year. And I used to watch the games. And I told my dad, I'm like, how come, like, Pat Price isn't in the yearbook? He played so many games for the Rangers. So, like, oh, they got him midseason. And then he played, like, most of the year. And then they tra- traded him, like, you know, you know, next, you know, traded him, like, before the season ended. And He never made it to photography then. Yeah, there's a lot of those guys. There's a lot of <laughs> And you remember the old days with the, with the yearbook? Like, they used to put, like, the player in the yearbook with, like, his old team's jersey. Like, I remember Doug yeah, Wickenheiser. One, yeah. Doug Wickenheiser's in the Ranger yearbook in a Vancouver Canuck jersey. That's funny. He never played. And the funny part about it was, is he never played for the Rangers. He never played. Willie Pletz, another guy. Um, Zolly Zalapsky was another guy. That the, All these guys are in the Rangers yearbook and never w- played one game for the Rangers. Mike Peluso. They were either, because remember they used to do the waiver draft. Remember the waiver draft they used to start every season with? No. They used to do a waiver draft to start the season. 
and you can you can you can protect a bunch of only a certain amount of players. Everyone else had to go on waivers, and um, you could pick guys and just like take guys off waivers. So every year, like certain guys would be gone and whatever else. It used to be something to start the season with, and uh, a lot of times it happened. Like the Rangers lost Mike Peluso one year. I remember Chris Osgood one year was put on waivers. I think the Islanders picked him up. So there's always like this one guy every year that was put on waivers to start the season. And they do like a waiver draft, and then it was like the worst team got the first pick, and then that's how it was. So it was something that was interesting. They got they did away with it a while ago, but I think Brian Berard was also on was in in a waiver draft type of thing too. Was that how the no no not Osgood? Is that how the Islanders got Nabokov? Nabokov was on remember, waivers. Remember Nabokov? Nabokov signed. He refused to go. He to the signed Islanders a contract, and then, and then he came. had to clear waivers for some reason. Right. I remember yeah. that being a thing when Nabokov, yeah. where he just was like, I'm not going there, and then he eventually did. Well, you know, who else was like that? Uh, Vishnovsky didn't want to go. Was also, yeah, he was traded, and Tavardosky was another guy. Uh, there was a few of them that the Islanders got in trades or in waivers, and they refused to, sorry, well, stay home. <laughs> and all of a sudden, <laughs> they like they gave in. And I think Vishnovsky wanted to play yeah. in like three or four years for the Islanders after that. Same thing with Nabokov. Yeah. Islanders Islanders uh, selected him off of waivers on January 22nd from Detroit. Yeah, that's because he, he was, he was in Russia. for failing to report to the team. Right. Because yeah, he, went to, he went back. And to how Russia. many years did Novakov want to play for the Islanders? Three. Yeah. Look at Vizhnovsky. I bet you he played four, over four years for that team after he wouldn't report. He was another guy. Yeah, but the waiver draft was, was a very interesting thing. Um, the Rangers winded up losing a guy one year, and I can't remember who the hell it was. And they protected Mark Osborne the second time around, and Osborne wanted to play in like hardly any time for them. And they lost somebody good because they protected Osborne, and I can't think of who the hell it was. In '95. Yeah, I can't remember who the hell it was, but they they got Osborne back. That was the year after they went to the Cup. They signed Osborne, right? And then Osborne they lost somebody in the two, uh... on waivers that year. I'm gonna look that one up while you're doing that. It wasn't T- it wasn't uh, Tikkanen or Glenn Anderson. No, no, Louis, right? it might have been Greg Greg Gilbert, maybe. Oh, it was Gil- oh, maybe Gilbert was a free agent. I don't remember. I'm gonna try to find it. But um, how many years did Vishnovsky play for the Islanders? Three. I he, three years, two and a half. Two and yeah. a half. That's it. Yep. Oh wow, I thought he played longer than that. Maybe he sat out a whole year. Did he sit out a whole year? I don't know. I already, I already left his page. Oh, okay. I wanted to see. How Tikkanen got to uh, St. Louis. Oh, he was traded for Nedved. That was the trade where they traded Lidster and Tikkanen got uh, traded okay. for Nedved. Got it. And that's what St. Louis, after Keenan left, he brought in Glenn Anderson. He brought in Greg Gilbert. He brought in he had Tikkanen. He had Doug Lidster. He had all of them. But I thought we got Nedved because of Keenan. They... they um, yeah, but essentially, they, I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things, you know, Nedved was what, a 22, 23 year old player, and you got yeah. him for a 30 something year old Tikkan and a 30 something year old Doug Lidster. So it was pretty much like a, a lopsided trade because they needed, I guess, trade salary back. So essentially, they were awarded no, I Nedved. Thought we, I thought we were, we were awarded Nedved because they signed Keenan, who was on the contract. I, yeah, but I, I, think they had to trade salary back i think they had to give them salary i think that's really where, where it came down to and why i'm pretty sure that's what happened with that 
they had to trade um they had to give them some salary back. I mean, let's be honest, Sean. I mean, you're trading a 20-something-year-old Nedved for, like I said, a 30-something-year-old Tegan and a 30-something-year-old Doug Lister. It was was definitely a lopsided trade, but I think they had to give them some players back. I think that was how how it worked with the the salary and everything else. So who did we lose? That's bothering me. With the Mark Osborne thing? Yeah. We lost somebody significant. I'm I'm almost positive. I got to try to find – there's this one site – I'm looking to see the transactions. So that was 95. So that was um, – because that was the year of the lockout too. Right. So that was the year of the, the original lockout, the first one. Um, why do you think we'll see Ben Harper in the lineup? I just thought about that. Think he's going to play? Could be soon if, if Hayek keeps playing. I mean, from what I read, from what I – I followed the one guy on Twitter, and um, he said Harper's been playing well in Hartford. You know, and – uh you find this. Well, if he's an NHL player, then he should be playing right. in Hartford. So, Jan- it was, so it was January of 95. This is horrible podcasting, by the way. Um, right? Because the lockout Sorry, ended we're, we're, in – We're in the diehard section of the podcast at this point. Yeah, it's true. Only the diehards are still listening this, this late into yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, July. We'll just do that. It's I think easy. everyone's already dropped out of the chat. Right, guys? Anyone left? I don't think there's anybody in there. Right? Danny? Did Danny's still around? I'm trying to think who the hell they lost. But I remember they, they, they delayed the waiver draft so they can sign Mark Osborne they, and delayed it. And they put someone else on waivers so they can keep Mark Osborne. So da- Danny's still with us. He goes, I don't know what to look up. <laughs> uh, Danny, f- we're trying to find who the um... – Greg Gilbert. It was they Gilbert. Lost, they lost Mike Hudson to Pittsburgh and they lost Greg Gilbert to the Blues. And they signed Mark Osborne on the 25th. So so, my, so Mike Hartman made it, and that's why he's still part of the alumni? Yeah, probably. So look at these Otherwise trades. So All be, right, so this is 95 now. be the guy around? <laughs> here, listen to this. as We find this funny. So 95, obviously, they started the season in the mid- middle of January. They traded Glenn Featherstone, Mike Stewart, who was one of their first-round picks, a first-round right. pick and a fourth-round pick for Pat Verbeek. They traded Corey Hirsch for Nathan Lafayette, and they traded Eddie Olchek for a fifth-round pick, and they claimed Troy Loney off waivers. All now, of those happened was... in one one season. Yeah, and they got for Beak in March. Yep, I remember that. I remember that well. And then that July they traded Lidster for, for Jay Wells. Sixteens. I, I was a big for Beak guy. For Beak was seventeen was though that year. No, no, no. When he came here, he was 16. He was 17 his first season. Because um, oh, right, Noonan right, was still right, here. Right. Yes. Oh, no. Yes. Was Noonan still here? Yes. Yeah, was. Noonan was still here. Brian Noonan was still here. Um, And I knew that because my, my house hockey league, I wore 17 that year. Before yeah. Verbeek was 17. And then the next year when Noonan got traded, um, he wore he wore 16. Not to be redundant, I've said this on the podcast in the past in the summer when we've done these episodes. Not keeping Pat Verbeek, not resigning him to me was still just one of the just dumber, dumber the the chemistry that he had with Messier. Yeah, it made no sense. Well, who did they who did they out. who did they replace him with? Do you remember Gretzky? Yeah, I don't know. Was Gretzky was the only Gretzky was the only player they brought in. And then they made all the they brought in Russ Courtnall and Tikkanen at the deadline. Right, that I remember. 
Yeah, they they made more deadline moves. Or Ferraro, they didn't they have Ray Ferraro that year also? No, um, they traded Ferraro the season prior. They traded Ferraro the season prior because oh, okay. um, they were trying to remember they traded Ferraro for Curry and McSorley. Right. Remember they remember someone put Gretzky's name on his water bottle. And there's a whole story about that because yeah. they were rumored to be trading for and Ferraro wound up getting traded to. Um, to LA as part of that trade. It was Ferraro, right. it was Matthias Nordstrom, it was LaPerriere, and it was uh, Nathan Lafayette for McSorley, Curry, and Shane Churla. Right. Um, that was the year before. That was, was a, but, but Sean, I mean, those trades were like, those, ha- those big mammoth trades happened uh-huh. a lot back yeah. in the back in the nineties. I mean, they don't happen nearly as much anymore. No, when you're trading you three the, and four or five guys off your roster. They you don't happen the anymore. That- because the salary, you can't, you can't see, you can't balance the salaries. That's the problem. Right. Do you remember when the Rangers got Kovalev? It was Kovalev. Um, when they got him back, when they, they got him was. back, it was Kovalev for Michael Samuelson. I think Richard Littner, um, Joel Bouchard. I mean, it was a awful trade. And uh, and Sean McCaffrey's favorite, Chris Tamer, Rico Fada. Oh, yeah, Rico Fada was in that, too. Was it Chris Tamer in that trade, too? No. Or was Chris Tamer part of the Nedved trade? And we got back Dan Lockator, Jack, uh, Yanni Lockinen, and Mike Wilson. I have no idea who Mike Wilson is. Mike Wilson was their first-round pick who never panned out. 20th overall pick, yeah. Yeah. 20th overall pick. Yeah, he was a, he was a, he was a first-round pick Played for them. one game, he was a plus one. Yeah. The Rangers, like they said, in the seconds. 80s, the Rangers had a ton of play, the players that played like one or two games for them. Mm-hmm. And it brings me back to that lockout year where they traded everybody away, and you're going to the games. You're like, well, who the hell are all the half these guys? And right. you didn't know who any of them were. Um, so, so they traded. So that off season, the '95 off season, they traded Wells, uh, Lister for Wells, Doug Lister for Jay Wells. They signed Ray Ferraro. They signed Wayne Presley. They traded – now, this trade happened August 31st, this trade happened, Sean. Right. Nedved, Zuboff for Samuelson and Robitaille. They also signed Bruce Driver in September 28th of that year. Wow, so was he a holdout? I guess. That's Look at all these fucking trades. John gives for Steve LaRoche. <laughs> Matteau for Ian LaPerriere. Yep. LaRoche, then they traded LaRoche again for Chris Snell. Then they traded Wayne Presley for Sergio Mameso. Then they traded Nick Kiprios for Bill Burke. They traded, obviously the trade I mentioned before, was Ferraro, Matias Nordstrom, LaPerriere, and Lafayette for McSorley, Churler, and Curry. And they traded... Driver signed when he did because it was the uh, the lockout. So it wasn't. No, it wasn't. This Sorry. is 95. The lockout was 94, right. 95. This is 95, 96. Oh, 95, 96. Right. And then they traded. Oh, so um, wait, we were we were headed into that season still with, with Zubov? I thought Zubov was traded soon after the season ended. No. Huh. Yeah. No. It was, it's according to this, it, it was August 31st. Then they also traded Joe Koser for K. Whitmore. I didn't even know K. Whitmore played for the Rangers. I don't think he ever played for them. Then they signed Gretzky that summer. 
Uh, Gretzky was the big free agent signing. They traded Marty McSorley for Jason Moore, who the Rangers had previously. They re-signed Simon Wielden, which I don't remember that. And they signed um, Pat Flatley that offseason. Right. So it was Gretzky and Flatley were the only two free agent signings, essentially. The only only two moves they really made of substance that offseason. Uh, again, another crazy season with trades. They traded uh, a Mameso for Noonan. Peter Ferraro was claimed off waivers by Pittsburgh. Dallas Akins uh, for James, Dallas Akins and Mike Eastwood for Jason Moore. So they got Mike Eastwood in that trade, which happened to be a pretty decent trade for them. Mike Eastwood was a pretty good player for them. Good they claimed David Oliver good. off waivers, and that's when they made the trade. It was um, Courtnell and uh, Tikkanen for Nemchinov and Noonan. Right. So Noonan didn't even last to see. I mean, he got traded midseason. They got him back midseason. They traded him midseason. And then they got they signed Mark Savard, Mike Peluso, and Mike Keen in the offseason. That was of that one year. of the one of the great one of the great deadline trains we ever made. That made us a, a legit contender again. Oh, Tikkanen alone. Tikkanen alone. Cordon was great when we got. Who's another guy they didn't he keep was though? Great. Another guy they didn't keep though. Made no sense. Short sighted shit. They brought in Keen and Scrutland, and then it was like, all went downhill from there. Well, right. I think I think Messier leaving. The thing was they brought they, they, that was the off season too, obviously, where they tried to get the the 2007 off season was the off season they tried to get Sackick. So they tried to get Sackick that off season. So I can't sit here and well, Messier left. I understand they did try to get Sackick, and you, you always wonder. What would have happened to this franchise if they get Sackick? What happens to this team Changes everything. if they get Sackick? So now you got Changes Gretzky, everything. you got Sackick. I mean. <laughs> Gretzky probably doesn't retire when he did. Yeah, but you know what, Sean? That last season, man, he had nine goals. Like he was really yeah, starting like 80 to. 80-something points. So no, he didn't. Over 80. He had 80 points that he season? Like, he might be right. Like 70 something he might be right. You might be right. But I do know he had only nine goals. That's that part's right. Correct. Um so Sackick was twenty going into his age twenty eight season when that would have happened. So he's still in his prime. Right. He's at the tail end of his prime, but back then Not your prime close. was when you when you were like twenty six to twenty nine. Thirty. This way. He had a hundred Sackick had a hundred points at age thirty seven after the lockout. Unbelievable. So he was still he was enter he was just he was just Mr. Sackick at that point. <laughs> not not the beginning or the end. So so the summer that Messier walks, the night so the ninety seven summer where Messier walks. So they right. get obviously get I thought they get LaFontaine. Why is LaFontaine not on? Oh yes, LaFontaine. So they, this is the these are the free agent signings they made. Mike Keane, Darren Langdon, mm-hmm. Mike Peluso. They re-signed um, Doug Lister, Jeff Finley, Dale Purinton, Johan Lindbaum, Brian Scrutland, Jeff Brown, Brent Thompson, Pierre Sevigny. They trade Robitaille for Kevin Stevens, Sylvain Bluan, Ken Jernander, Rob Stauber, PJ Stock. They re-signed Kovalev. They re-signed Karpatsev. They signed Tim Sweeney. <laughs> and uh, they trade a second-round pick and future considerations for Pat LaFontaine. Oh, and they claimed Chris and Peter Ferraro off waivers. <laughs> so that was their off season. They lose Messier. 
And that's the offseason until they get oh. LaFontaine. And I'll tell you, LaFontaine played right. great for the Rangers that one year. He was great. He was, was wonderful. Great. He played fantastic for them that year. And then he got hurt and then everything fell apart. Right. Then they trade Harry, they trade Eastwood for Harry York at the trade deadline. They trade Todd Harvey. They trade acquired Todd Harvey for Mike Keane and Brian Scrutland. Uh and that is it. That was their trade deadline. I don't even want to tell you what the what the next offseason was. God, so <laughs> bad. Scott Fraser, John McClain, re-signed Peter Ferraro again, Brent Fedick. They kept they kept trying to make that work because K Whitmore they re-signed him. I didn't even know he was on the team that long. I never knew K Whitmore was a Ranger. Harry York, Bruce Driver retired, Lafontaine retired. Right. What they did do though is they did get Mike Knubel for a third round pick. You want to know what where the the best part about the ninety seven ninety eight season was? November eighteenth, no. they were seven, ninety seven and seven. Yeah. Really? They were 7-7-7. Seven, seven, and seven. Uh-huh. That was the best record that they had at any point during the season. Really? That was off a three-game winning streak to get to 500 November 18th. They never came close to 500 again. Wow. Wow. They treated Ulf Samuelson for a fourth-round pick. What the fuck were they doing? All these trades, Sean. Right, you got to see some of these fucking that trades. Draft capital. Sean Pronger for Eric capital. Lacroix. Bill Burt for Stan Neshkash. Harry York. Well, Harry York was traded. Um, for Kovalev and Nedved. The Nedved trade happened that year. Oof, these are some bad ones. Jason Doik. Wow. Gretzky retired that offseason. Chris Tamer was claimed off waivers. That's how they lost him. Wow, I'm doing these trades. a little are, further the next year. I mean. The Rangers were 17, 18, and 7. Then the, January 15th. Well, then the 99 offseason, if they lost Gretzky, that's when they decided to start spending all the fucking money. They traded. Uh, they got they, they got the Pavel Brendel trade, obviously. It happened. They signed Cantel. They signed Kaminsky. They signed Flurry. They signed Kirk no, McLean. No, this is 98, 99 I'm talking about. The I'm summer of '99, I'm talking about. This is the summer of '99 where they signed all these guys. So this is the this is the head of the '99-2000 season. Okay. Do you think Gretzky purposely retired in '99? No. I'm just I'm I'm being I know, facetious, I know but it, I get it, but but no, I don't think so. Oh, that's it. It'll be interesting though if he tried if he did says down the road. Yeah, I decided I'd '99 had enough. <laughs> Too funny though. It just goes to show you that like trades were so plentiful back then, and like now it's like pff, you got to wait to the trade deadline. But what does make the trade deadline extremely fascinating, though, now, where I mean, you and I had a blast. You and I had a fucking ball oh, yeah. doing the trade deadline show last year. We got to try to do that again. We got to try to do that again. I, I had such a great time with you doing that trade deadline show. I mean, obviously we had we had a good reason to be because we made four trades, but. It's true. Um, <laughs> no, but it was still fun. It was, it was, was fun, cool. though. It was Very a lot of stuff going on, a lot of moves. And I'm telling you, I think I pl- this year's going to be the on, same I way. Pl- I plan on using uh, a day of PTO to, to make sure that I'm off that day. Yeah, me too. I'm going to uh, – We got what date is that? Do we have a date for that yet? No, we I know the date for that yet? I think it's I put up. it in my phone. I, just, I, I think I put it in my phone. It's in February, isn't it? Or is it in March? 
I want to say it's I want to say it's February twenty seventh, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. That's crazy. Again, even the next year, the the year with the um, the check line, still utter trash. Like they were never even in it and then fell out. The season was over by December. I, I've said this, and I mean, re-signing Mike Richter sent this franchise back. I mean, I've said it a million times. And him, he was just wasn't healthy. Um, See, but that changed the next year. We get Lindros. But their goaltending was a problem. I get it. Richter was hurt. Richter was not. He wasn't the same. How many games did Richter play that year for them? And then they threw poor poor, poor Dan Blackburn to the frigging Wolves. Kirk McClain wasn't good. Was he still with the team at that point? No, they brought in in Jason Mizzotti as their backup that year. Richter Richter played 55 games. Blackburn played 31. And Johan Holmquist played one. Yeah, a twenty-year-old Dan Blackburn played freaking thirty-something games. Eighteen-year-old, eight. Oh, he was eighteen. Thirty-one. Yeah, this is, it's horrible. Like it's malpractice. What, what was Rick? How many games did Rick to play? Fifty-five. Oh, I didn't think he played that many. Yeah, twenty-four and twenty-six. Yeah, that was that. That's what said. I've said this. I will say this. I'm blue in the face. Those teams should have been better. It was their goaltending yeah. that was the biggest issue. Sure, in those dark yeah. eras, it was their goaltending to why this team did not advance. Their offensive talent that they had on this team. There's no reason that they Who were their defensemen? That Lindros team. Who was their who were their defensemen? I know it was Leach. It was I think Boris Mironov was wasn't no, was he on that team? Leach, Malakov, Malakov, Gerard, mm-hmm. Dave Karpa. Ugh. Igor Ulanov played 39 only, games. Yeah, but he got traded for Bore. They got, so they, they traded for Pody. So Pody came on at the end, only played 11 games. Uh, Sylvain Lefebvre, Thomas Kluczek, Dale Purinton. They all played 40 to 50 games each. Those three Maybe guys. they weren't as good as I thought they were. Dave Carper was awful. Carper yeah. um, played 75 games. What was, how many, how many, how was, uh, what was Carper's plus minus? Minus nine. That's not terrible. Ulanov was awful. That was a Sather offseason. He signed Ulanov and he yeah. signed Karpa. I mean, I remember that offseason. Radic Dvorak was a minus 20. <laughs> Who was their leading goal scorer? Nedved? Was that the year no, that Lindros. Lindros. Oh, that was Lindros's. He first. was leading the league in goals. That's right. Did he score 30? Is that the year he scored 37? 37. 37. 73 points in 72 games. So Lindros's last season was the year they got Yager. I'll tell you, I, I remember that the way that season ended, I was like, oh, great. We're going to get a full season of Lindros and Bore together. Uh-huh. This is going to be great. They're going to be this. They're going to be that. And I'm like. Well, they traded for Bore, and Bore had 20 points in 12. He had 12. Bore was 12 not points. a failure as a Ranger. He got hurt. No, just hurt. Again, this is what kills me with this team, is they should have gotten Bore before he went to fucking Vancouver, but they did not want to trade Manny Malhotra. That is why I want Larry Brooks on. I want to talk to Larry Brooks because I want to know what the awful – I know he knows. I want to ask him, 
when Bory went from, because they were talking about getting Bory when he was with Vancouver. When Bory right. went from Vancouver to for Florida, what were the Rangers offering and who did they not want to trade? And I can guarantee you, Manny fucking Malhotra was the guy that held up that trade. Not that he held it up, but just they they would have traded him. To move him. I just I, I just never understood what was the obsession with this guy. But that was Neil Smith's guy that he was the untouchable. He traded right. everyone else. Nordstrom gone. Um, you know every other young player. Todd Marshawn gone. No problem. Doug Wade, Tony Amante, no problem. Tra- but we can't trade Manny Malhotra. Like I never understood that. He was the chosen one. Malhotra, they could have traded him for for Solani. They could have traded him for Keith Kachuk when they were both with Winnipeg. We held on to this guy for fucking ever. It might have been Kovalev too. That might have been the other guy that we didn't want. He hated, didn't want to trade Kovalev either. I think he had no choice but to trade Kovalev to uh, to Pittsburgh the, the the last time. Well, at least he got Nedved back, and Nedved had a great. Ranger Nedved career. was a great Ranger. Nedved is, I believe, in the top. I think he's in the top twenty all time in scoring for the Rangers. He is. I mean, that's incredible. It's incredible, and it's sad on the same breath. Right. Well, well, tell me right now, Kreider's probably going to pass about five people this year in scoring. He needs 18 more to pass Messier. 18 more. But he's also going to pass like Pat Hickey. He's going to pass a bunch of guys, I think, this year. No, not Pat Hickey. um, In goals or points? In goals. He's going to pass a bunch of guys this season. There's only two more guys to pass before he gets to Messier. Are you sure? um, I could have sworn I saw a list of players. I thought it was like a couple of guys have like, he's like within three or four goals of certain people. He's passed those guys already. Oh, he is. What the fuck was I looking at then? So I think he's moved into into seventh or eighth all time. Wow. Wow. Leaders, career leaders, goals. Right now, Kreider is ninth. So he's got, he has 241. Right, just past Leach. Uh-huh. So Steve Vickers is two forty. That's what Steve Vickers. And then Messier is at two fifty. So he's nine. He's nine goals away from Messier. And then who's after Messier? Camille Henry's at two fifty six. Camille Henry. See, this is what bought. I mean, Sean. I mean, look at that list of guys. Oh, I get it. These no, are it, your all time goal it scores. Goes back, it goes back to your um, Don Lagreca Ed Cranepool rant. I get it. Right, you go to so all who's the so one? Gilbert. Teams. Yeah, Gilbert Rattel is second. Graves is three. Rupert. Yes, Graves. Adam Graves is third all time in polls for a team that's a hundred years old. Right. It's sad. And it's not like we haven't had great players play here. We've just never had our own, which you we've on never had. Rant about well, we've never. And the thing is, we've always. <laughs> and I've said this, and I mean, we've always gotten players too late. Or they just didn't stay long enough. Well, they could go, Think well, of some of the amazing goal scorers that have played for this franchise. I mean, just Gartner. Where's Gartner I, on that list? Like if Gartner went to the Hall of Fame, it's either us or Minnesota, right? No, I mean, us Washington. Or Washington. Washington. He's in the Hall of but Fame, he, though. But did he go? Oh, you don't really go in. No, you don't somebody. go in as anybody. It's right, not like uh, it's, it's not, not like the baseball. Um, yeah, I mean – like you said, I mean, you, you, but he I, was a legit ranger, like in his prime. But look at those guys. Every one of those guys, well, maybe with the exception of Messier, played at least ten years here, right? Uh, Messier was, was the only one. I think he played eight years here. Henry was twelve. No, Messier played ten years here. 
Okay. So there's your answer. You got to play 10 years for a franchise at least because you figure you got to put up, I think, an average of 30 goals. 30 goals. 300. Yeah. It's just, it's just, you shake your head. I mean, you see the amount of Hall of Famers. And you know, it's funny because, like, the amount of Hall of Famers you even forget even play for the team. Like, you forget like that Terry Sawchuk sometimes played for the Rangers and Jacques Plante played for the Rangers. Well, Plante, I remember. I don't remember Sawchuk. Sawchuk played for the Rangers. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys, a lot of Hall of Famers that play. Yari Curry. And a lot of, actually, a lot of Ranger fans didn't know Yari Curry played for the Rangers. You know, Dion. Um, you know, Glenn Anderson, obviously. We know he we know he played for the oh, fucking Rangers. I mean, <laughs> you, you could be eight years old. You know, Gardner. Played for the Rangers because you've Gardner, had his, you have, right? you, you have his autograph on, on five different items sitting in your house. Yeah. How much do you think the Glenn Anderson autograph is worth these days? <laughs> oh, God. I probably have to pay 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 them to take it. Um, so of, of the 20 guys that are the top 20 players that are on that all-time Ranger list, who's the, who's the most contemporary other than Kreider? Like, is anyone on that list oh. that's played in the last, like, 30 years? Or the last um, 20 years? Hold on. Let me, I got to bring it back up. It, it, probably not because, I mean, who else would it – who could it possibly be? Stefan didn't play long enough here. He wasn't a goal scorer. I mean, Mika, Mika might what? wind up up on that list. He might be in the top five at some – he might be in the top ten that's definitely. Me, Mika's name is going to be all over the record books. How many goals does Mika have as a Ranger? Um, I can look that up too. Ben and Jared's a ranger. I would say it's what one hundred and seventy-eight. So he's going to be hitting two hundred within the next year and a half. Right. Right. So he needs. Who's he need? Twenty-two goals he's, to get to. He he's going to tr- get into the top. He's going to get into the top ten in all in Ranger history. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. He may. He may. I don't think there's any chance he. Well, unless he keeps scoring. Well, how many goals would he have to? Because we had. So he signed an eight-year deal. Correct. All right. This is first year's eight-year deal. How yeah. many goals? So he's seven more. How many goals would he need per season to pass Schaubert? So um, he's got one seventy-eight as a Ranger. Four oh six. Minus one seventy eight. So two hundred and twenty eight goals he needs divided by 30, eight. Thirty two and a half. I have twenty eight so and a half. But that's doable. Um, you, you divided it by seven. Is seven or eight years he signed for? Yeah, be signed for seven more after this. Oh, year. seven more after this year. Yeah. All right. So he has to. I, I just put in eight. So I just figured he signs for eight years. So counting this season. If he right. scores twenty eight, he scores twenty nine goals. He's on pace. This is his first year of the eight year deal, right? Right. So right, starting so, from this so season, one, six, so one sixty. Oh, you have to take off. You have to take out the goals he's already scored. Right. So okay. Four hundred six minus one sixty five. So two forty one divided by eight. Thirty goals a season. Thirty goals. He's got to score thirty goals for eight years straight, which probably right. won't happen. But if you oh, sprinkle you know, in, you know that he's going to have another forty, you know, another one or two forty goal seasons. In you there. hope. I mean, there's no guarantees, I but it. I mean, you might see at the tail end of the season he might have fifteen goals. That's a problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> not if he has fifteen goals and he has you know forty five assists and he's putting up seventy points, you know, or sixty right. points at I the age it. of thirty eight. I mean, I, can you really can you get mad at that? 
I mean, by then, hopefully the salary cap will be two hundred million by then. <laughs> um, anyway, but uh, yeah, it would, it would take a lot. What, what would Kreider need to touch him? Kreider's going to run out of years. That's the problem. But Kreider has. Oh years. yeah, he's going to. He's, he's got five years left. Is that is that what he has? When he signed, he signed the year of the pandemic. The pandemic was nineteen. 1819 season or 1920 no 1920 season right so he's got five years left concluding this season just going on cap friendly real quick mm-hmm. to, yeah he's probably gonna run out of time so he's got one two three four seasons left after this okay so counting this season he's counting this season he has five he's this is his all right five seasons roughly and he's already got 13 goals in this season. So Kreider's got 241. 241 minus the 12, because I'm on hockey reference, so minus the 12 that he has on here. So 229. So 406 minus 229, 177 divided by 5, 35 a year. He's he's, gonna, he's just he's gonna run out of time. If he you know can it get is, if it's, he, it's that damn year that Tortorella sent him back to Hartford. Yeah. If he could get forty plus, he'll for pass next, Rattel, though. He'll be he'll be second of all time. What's Rattel have? Three thirty six. He'll get there. Yeah, I think he will get there because he. What does he need for to get to catch a three thirty six? What does he have right now? How many goals does he need? He has two forty-one now, but we back. So he only needs 12. ninety goals. We backed out twelve, so two twenty-nine. So three thirty-six minus two twenty-nine is one hundred seven divided by five. He needs twenty-one a year. I think he can do that. Yeah, he'll, I think he'll he's going to get. I think he's going to get close to forty this year. What is right. he on pace for right now? How many games are we in? So he's got thirteen and twenty-seven. 13 times 82 divided by 27. He's on the pace for 39 and a half goals. So almost 40 goals. So he'll he'll pass it. He'll pass him in the next three years. If you think about about it, he's getting over 30 goals a season. He's going to pass him in the next three years. As much as anyone wants to complain about it, this power play unit's going to be together for for this year and three more years. Minimum. Right. Minimum. So he's... Going to get his power play. And now that he's killing penalties and scoring shorthanded goals. That's <laughs> true. He gets at least three of those a year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I like. I think when Hedl comes player. back, I'm, I'm telling you, I I could be dead wrong. When Hedl comes back and if they keep those three together, I think Kreider's going to go on a little bit of a tear. Because now he's playing against third-line competition. I, I think that oh, he's going to go. Gallant said he's leaving these lines together. Good. You move so Goudreau down. Because he's not going to play. He's not going to play. Heedle on the fourth line. He will put no. Goudreau there. Goudreau's going to move to the fourth line. Brzezinski's going to go back to Hartford because, honestly, he can. And I think that's right. the right move. I don't think I don't think you lose. I don't think you gain. The disparity between Carpenter and Brzezinski, to me, is, is very minimal. Right. So, and I actually think Carpenter's a better face-off guy. So, um, I, that's what I would do. Yep. You know? And I thought Carpenter played well. I don't like the penalty he took the other night against Chicago. I don't want don't want to cut you off. Yeah, but uh, we got we're two hours. Oh Jesus, are we? <laughs> wow, we went <laughs> down a really bad rabbit rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah, we did. 
Uh, this was a good one, though, man. I had a good time. It went. I had a good it time. Went and it went. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. All right, man. We'll touch base. You got it. Uh, we'll talk this week. this week. If there's anyone still listening to this, God bless you. You're, you're a trooper. You are a trooper. Know, <laughs> let, let us know. Reference the code uh, ROCKRANT <laughs> in, the, in the group, and I'll fucking I'll buy you a T-shirt yep. just for listening to the, the two-hour and 11th minute of this episode. Yep. All right. Take it easy, guys. Later. Later.